This is the One Piece Podcast, episode 593 for October 27th, 2019. My name is Zach. And my name is Ed. My name is Steve. And my name is Alex. And on today's show, we have a very special guest translator for One Piece and Shonen Jump and Manga Plus. We have Stephen Paul joining us uh, for the first time in a few weeks. How's it going, Stephen? Hey, I've been sick all week and I'm uh, just coughing like crazy, so I will be making liberal use of the mute button on this episode. Yes, that's the uh, official One Piece podcast canon uh, pronunciation of that word. Uh, nice to have you back, though, Stephen. We also have uh, joining us uh, from uh, Los Angeles, Maddie. How's it going, Maddie? Hey, good. Yeah. Cool. And a special guest also from that same city, we have Matt Cohen joining us once again. How's it going, Matt? It's going good. When you said Maddie, I thought you were referring to me. And I was like, <laughs> wow, that's very forward. <laughs> I mean, I, li- I like you guys, but please proper, proper title here. Uh, it's, it, it, it goes well. How's it going? Yeah, that's not going to get confusing now that I think about that. You can call um, me Cohen if you want. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, yeah, how's everything been, Matt? It's been a little. It's been a while. Uh, everything's been good, man. Just just hanging out. I, w- I saw uh, One Piece Stampede in theaters. Uh, Yurko was there. That was a fun experience. I brought a um, a friend of mine who's literally never heard of One Piece, nor seen, nor read anything. And I was like, this oh, will no. be interesting. And it was. <laughs> Wait, what did they think of it? They were like, oh, it was one giant fight. So, like, from that perspective, it was, like, you didn't have to know anything about it, but I don't think they were, like, running out to go see the series or anything. Well, Matt, what did you think of it? I loved it, man. Come on, Buggy played such a prominent part in it. How could I not love it? Um, yeah. Are we, doing spoil- are we doing spoilers for it already? Um, uh, well, probably not right now. Yeah, I mean, try, yeah let's it's avoid like it. The, I'll just say it's, like, the Avengers of One Piece movies, and it's the most ADD One Piece thing I've ever seen, and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how people are able to make different analogies and descriptions to it, and they're all entirely accurate. Um, <laughs> that's perfect. That's a perfect description. Or I'll give you one more description really quickly. It is the that one scene in Final Fantasy VII, Advent Children, where they're all pulling Cloud up the tower. <laughs> the One Piece movie. <laughs> um, we we I also... Color. I, I also need to introduce Sam Leach from Anime News Network. Our anime recap host is here with us. Sam, how's it going? Yes, I'm here. Okay, you can talk to the people you want to talk to now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me you were here. I feel fucking rude now. Come on, guys. Give Sam five minutes unadulterated, his own soapbox. All right, Sam. Sam, I have my own segment. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I do want to go around the horn with your guys' opinion of the movie, since I think we've all seen it now, right? Um, So, Sam, I might as well go straight to you, since you need your soapbox moment, Sam. How's... How, what did you think of it? I th- uh, well, I mean, I feel like I've made my opinion. You did. You did have a segment on it. My, my, our spoiler cast with Steven Adil. Uh, I think well, you it saw is, it in theaters, it looks right? Great. Oh, Zach, did you say something? You say, I'm sorry. You've seen it in theaters now, right? No, I actually, I actually ended up skipping out on theaters because it's what? like an hour away. If I want to schedule oh, something. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I just have my screener copy, but uh, I think the movie is. I think it's okay. I think it looks great. I think there's a great. Uh, I love the the worst generation teaming up against Bullet. That fight scene is great. Um, I wish it was more. I wish the whole movie was like a full colorful festival of stuff happening, uh, rather than like this big team up against a giant CGI monster thing. 
Yeah. He does look like Godzilla for a while, which is interesting. He does. Which is an yeah. interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> he great. looks like Chernabog from Fantasia. <laughs> uh, uh, Ed, I haven't like heard your thoughts on the movie very much. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no deep sort of pathos there. There's no like, like. But I think people are going to come back to this movie a lot. What was that? <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Ed. Okay. Um, yeah, I think what people are going to come back to this movie for, and probably come back to it quite a bit, is just to have all these characters in one place at one time, and uh, just sort of. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Matt, 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 if you're taking bong rips, you might as well mute. <laughs> That's. Oh wait. I legit wasn't taking bond rips. I was just doing normal vaping. That's so funny. I have the microphone. Uh, oh, I must have picked it up. I apologize. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't hear anything on my end, so I was like, I have no idea what they're all talking about. Right? Okay. Do you want me to cut that? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a proud vaper. No, I know fuck, you are. Fuck the fake news. <laughs> no, we're good. Wow. I love how Ed is so taken aback by any <laughs> foreign noise. He's like, I need to just stop right now. Ed, I just, I just sorry about that. Yeah, but I know what a bong sounds like, and it doesn't sound like that. Thank oh. you. All right, good. I took when I did take a bong, I moved the headphone totally away from the bong, so. <laughs> and it was a this bong is all, to be fair, so maybe it was. I'm gonna quiet. be, I'm gonna be honest. This is already our best intro segment we've ever had. Ed, <laughs> continue. <laughs> No, but just to have all these—it's—it's like, it's the super crazy No Way One Piece movie. Like it, all these fun characters get to have, like Foxy has a moment, and Buggy has like a lot of moments, and like Mihawk comes in with Perona and does has a cameo, and then like, and then flat like he just leaves, like, uh, like <laughs> you're called the do... Ghost Girl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I pop for it. But, but uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to trying get, to getting like their moments to shine, and uh, I do wish the movie was more colorful, like as you guys were saying. But yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the fighting. Like it's it's you know sometimes I feel like anime movies can be a little bit too long, and some of the One Piece movies have been that way. But like they make up for it in other ways. This is just a straight on through. It's like very DBZ. It's very like movie nine or movie twelve. Uh, especially like movie uh, nine with the color that the, or is that movie seven with the, he turns like pure blue at the end of it. Um, Smurf. Anyway, the Smurf movie, <laughs> Dragon Ball, the Smurf, um, <laughs> Alex, I know. So do you want to tell your story about what you've been trying to see and what you've actually been yeah. seeing? <laughs> I've been trying to see the subversion and I, I got tickets like months ago to see the subversion. Um, on Thursday, supposed to play the sub version. They played the dub version at my showing, which was a little, a bit of a bummer for the two other people I went with. And a bunch of other people in the theater were very annoyed as well, audibly. But, um, so I, you know, it, it threw me off for like a half second. Um, and then I went to go see it on Saturday. It was the dub. It was supposed to be the dub and it was the dub. So there you go. Um, still haven't seen the sub. So I bought a ticket for Tuesday. So Congratulations, Funimation! You've got my money three times for this movie. Um, uh, well, what did that you think? Said, yeah, uh, I, I liked it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think that you could easily cut off maybe fifteen minutes of it. Uh, there, are, there are certain points in the movie that I think are like they don't need to be there at all. Um, there's a moment with Garp that I think is completely useless. Which you know, it's cool to see Garp oh, yeah. and, and them in the movie, but I think that that scene in the movie is is completely, you know, just take it out. 
Uh, but it's just fan service. Like everyone wants to see all of these characters, and we're giving them like all these good character moments. So yeah, know, Avengers. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was more exactly sure. I was more thinking though, like because I bought, I brought, I brought two of my friends who have never seen One Piece before, um, but they really wanted to see it because they're like, well, you know what? If this is going to be like a One Piece fan service movie, and if it looks as good as the Broly movie did, then we want to see it. Um, just because you know it's it it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun and. Um, and I was just concerned for them, is all. But they were mostly uh, they mostly had fun. They they really enjoyed it. Um, one might start reading One Piece. Uh, the other one, uh, I was like, if you have any questions, he's like, oh, I'm just going to wiki a bunch of shit when I get home. <laughs> I had no idea that One Piece had so many factions, and I was like, oh yeah, it's world building. Like you know, I, I lent him my my uh, the first couple DVD sets so he could watch them, but uh, I don't know if he'll end up actually doing that or not. But you better um, get those back. <laughs> uh, Steve, yeah, do you want to talk about your? Oh, yeah, Alex, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, my my overall thoughts on the movie, though, I I did like it. Um, it's a gorgeous movie. Uh, uh, everybody on the podcast who said that the music was nothing right home about, uh, well, you're entitled well, to your own opinion, but I think it was great. I love the I love the way they incorporated like opening and ending themes, like with memories. Yeah. Like, came in great. i thought i really enjoyed that and we are was all over the place and yeah. a lot of the music was sort of nondescript but like they had good yeah. moments it was yeah, like th- there was there was a lot of mu- mu- well the thing is my, my big thing with koi tanaka's music is that he has a lot of like drum machine industrial sounding s- stuff a lot of the time these 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 days and this felt like just kind of older older school one piece bgm so i well, yeah, I, I, much I, enjoyed I, it. I thought I thought that BGM was a hundred percent an ode to like the older kind of one piece BGM. Like that's what it was there for. Um, which is good. And I think it definitely fulfilled that purpose, but you know, just to be the other part of your dude and Zach stance carnival here. Um, I, I, you know, I just think compared to a lot of the recent movies, which I think have had like really standout, like a plus plus soundtrack Zed and gold in particular, um, that this one was kind of, you know, it was just good. It wasn't like standout, I, and I, that's a I'm high biased. bar. But well, yeah. I'm biased because of all the nostalgic, you know, themes yes. that are in there. Uh, yeah, I, I think, like, I, I get that, like, we are might be overplayed or whatever. But in the in the couple times that's in the movie, I got chills both time watching it. So, well, they also uh, played whatever song we use for, I think, the anime recap segment, which I forget the name of, but they definitely use that because I listen yeah, to that song sure. a lot, <laughs> and it's in there. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, Steve, it's it's nice to hear music from the show. So yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Steve, yeah, I, you I had like, a I kind like of movie. good. Uh, you had an opposite story from Alex, Steve. Right? Uh, it sounds like Alex has like more things to say. <laughs> oh, no, I just I just wanted to say like overall, I really I did I did enjoy the movie. I think it's I think it's fun, and anybody can really enjoy it, even if they did, they're not a One Piece fan, which I think is cool. So, Steve, it looks like you have something to say. Yes. <laughs> yes, I certainly do. Uh, if I spoke Japanese, I'd start speaking in Japanese because while you're <laughs> expecting me to talk in English, you get the Japanese version instead. Uh, <laughs> I get yeah, it. we we put, uh, of course, you know, we bought these tickets uh, months ago. Uh, you know, we saw the sub Thursday night, uh, and then we were going to go see the dub Saturday night, and w- it it was one second i knew right away it was the sub and i was already kind of we were excited to see the, the dub but i remember being nervous in the back of my head i'm like well what if the opposite happens of what happened with alex 
Uh, and it's not the first time I've gone to see a movie where it's, it's going to be one audio track and it's the other, uh, both being at an AMC. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I've seen the subtitled version now three times. And uh, I guess Funimation is going to get my money a third time because uh, we're going to try one more time uh, and see the dub on Wednesday. Uh, but uh, a little bit of redemption. Uh, I've seen the movie now three times. Uh, I like it more and more every time I see it, I think, because now that I'm not like just trying to like pay attention to everything that's going on with the plot or what barely is there for a plot, uh, I just have a lot of fun with it because it's just meant to be like a celebration of the anime. So that's why there's so many cameos and all, all that. Yeah. Uh, but at least seeing it like an AMC, the sound system is a lot better. So now the music stood out a lot more to me and I did pick up on a lot more tracks. I still kind of agree with Zach's sentiment that the soundtrack is as strong as like film Z's or strong worlds or film golds, but it's still, I think it's more of a nostalgic soundtrack because yeah, they have a lot of remixes of old tracks. Um, but it's a lot of fun, even though when you're sitting there awkwardly expecting the dub version and you can't like really enjoy it for like the first half hour because you're kind of miffed. Um, I, I think I do want to just point out a moment. I think one of the uh, employees of the theater walked in there to see if there was like if we were like burning the place down. Uh, and I, he was just, like he was looking at the screen and then like he was just looking at the theater and I know I was looking at him, and I'm like, wow, this employee has really good eyesight. If you could see me, like, staring a hole into him, saying, like, dude, like, you fucked up. But apparently, also, Maddie and Jill were doing the same thing as I was. So there's just three people in matching one-piece stampede shirts just staring at this dude. Uh, so, Did you guys get uh, refunds? Uh, they gave us uh, uh, passes, free movie passes. So. Fair enough. Me? Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's I've said plenty in our segment. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. I I will see it one more time, and I'm good for a while. Uh, Maddie, do you have any thoughts you want to share? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maddie's seen I've, it more times than anybody here. Yeah, I've seen it yeah. that's true. Talk about it enough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and she, she, you heard about her thoughts on uh, last week's episode, which was great. And I was really, uh, I was really happy to put that one together. And I, I want to thank uh, Steve, Adil, Sam, um, and retroactive, like retrospectively, Greg and Maddie too from August, because um, I purposely like avoided listening to those because like I want to go in fresh in this movie. Um, and I took, so I took my friend from work. Uh, who did not like r- was not expecting literally the rowdiest crowd I have ever been at a movie with. Like it was like a con crowd. Yeah. Like didn't we see? Uh, you know, it's weird. Yeah. Like, like, the, like that. Yeah. The, the sub crowd was very uh, was very subdued, but the dub crowd was much more much more into it. Including mm-hmm. this dude next to me, who would have been very annoying if he wasn't completely earnestly at every cameo, going like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Like <laughs> you guys, at, it would have been the, very annoying. The, when at he was the sub premiere in LA, I'm I'm sorry. At Matt the Manu. sub premiere, yeah, yeah, at the sub premiere in LA, uh, when Boa Hancock came on screen, the dude in front of me started visibly fucking shaking so hard that chairs started rattling and stuff. <laughs> it was the craziest, <laughs> best thing I've ever seen in my life. Like he couldn't love it. Yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I it mean was... that's what was fun about the movie to me. Look, like it wasn't yeah. the best plot. It wasn't the best animation. The fight was kind of boring. 
I don't love that he turned into like a giant CGI Dragon Ball Z monster thing or whatever. But <laughs> every time I saw a person I wanted to see, it made it worthwhile. Like it yeah. was literally, yeah. that, and it's that thing in final. I don't know if you guys know that scene in Advent Children where it's literally just a like carousel of cameos. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Which I dig every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And no, I, I was gonna serious, s- like one, serious like One Piece. You can like lends itself to that. You could really pull yeah. it off with One Piece characters. I, I was describing it to Steve, and he's like, "What did you go to the Apollo to see this? Like it was like <laughs> it was. There were people in the fucking aisles sitting next to me. There were like the whole oh, thought, the whole. I, I thought yeah, you meant when people were in the aisles. I thought they were just like dancing and cheering in the aisles. No, they <laughs> were sitting in the aisles watching the movie in the aisles, which definitely meant they snuck into the movie. But uh-huh. uh, but there was for. Almost every character, except the ones that I was wanted to yell at, um, <laughs> someone there was someone in that theater being like, "Whoa, what the fuck!" Like at every you name a character except for brand new and big news Morgans, the only two I cared about. Yo, I uh, cared about big news Morgans. Thank big you, news Morgans, and yeah. his backwards knees because he's a bird. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, uh, big news Morgans' legs became like a popular thing in our group. Uh, we always talk oh, yeah. for his backwards legs. Uh, <laughs> I get that he has actual bird legs. I know uh, Maddie would uh, applaud really loud for Kaku in the credits. Uh, the, the tiny, like, little fairy in the background, barely visible Kaku. And then it keeps standing, and then Spondum shows up, and I cheer for Spondum. And then I would hear a smattering of booze. booze. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do have a new favorite obscure-ass cameo in this movie now. Yeah, uh, go for it. And I also can confirm, uh, yes, the uh, the two dudes that pick a fight with uh, Tashigi and Logtown are in the movie. But my f- my favorite cameo now is uh, Odachi, uh, Oda's oh. character from yeah, Soccer Short. Before yeah. Mine was, was the traveling the salesman from Post Alabasta Filler. Yeah, he's in that. Yeah, he's in there. I, I didn't uh, know that the barbecue time guy was in there from the Apiece yeah. Filler. <laughs> the That's grandpa, amazing. Uh, Grandpa, Grandpa Barbecue. Um, Has anyone counted how many Panda Mans are in it? Because I saw at least like four. Yeah, there's 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 twenty two, I think. (laughs) That's awesome. Steve and I tried to do it, and we got we got fourteen. Fourteen, and that was like both of us trying. So they're really hard to find. I can't wait to go through this like with a fine tooth comb, frame by frame. Well, like Sam is the one with the. Sam's the one with the physical copy here. Like, I feel like if any of us have an opportunity to do that, it's Sam. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. I mean, I'm going to do it. I just uh, have really, it's work. a really good use of your time. <laughs> yeah, um, Steven, did you go see it? Yes, I did. Um, unfortunately, there were only like maybe 10 people in the theater. So it was a very oh. quiet uh, crowd for me. Um, and, uh, like, honestly, I think in terms of assessing the, the quality of the movie, like other people have said things that, that I would already agree with. So I don't really need to I don't have anything to add in that sense. But, um, on a, on a personal note, the thing that I found really kind of, uh, striking about this movie is that, um, so like, as, as we said, there are what, like maybe two original characters in this movie and like, yeah. 98% of it is all, you know, canon characters or, you know, previous uh, characters. And so um, because of the the situation with uh, Funimation's dub of the, the series itself, 
um, a lot of those characters are kind of getting their first cracks at like actually being dubbed and, and acted out and stuff. And so there were, there were certain things from like punk hazard and dress Rosa and, and stuff that, you know, after I started working on the series where I was seeing uh, basically choices that I had made with regards to how to localize, uh, you know, nicknames and character epithets and stuff like that, uh, basically dubbed, uh, with what I had, I had chosen. Um, and like, it was like really, yeah, the, the traffic was a big thing. Cause he gets, they, they say that like a dozen times in the movie. Uh, yeah. so it's very noticeable. And, uh, like they talked about, uh, was it buggies? Uh, like the genius jester, that was a thing. And some of these yeah. things are, were, um, I guess I would say, you know, like not everybody in the fandom, like, uh, follows them or, or likes them. And so, you know, I'm aware of that, and uh, I, I recognize... Like bounties? <laughs> uh, well, I... Oh, like, that's like two episodes ago, sorry. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, I'm talking more about, like, translation... No, I know, I was kidding. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I, I'm used to the idea that, like, you know, it's because I just kind of sit in my office and, and do this stuff and turn it in, and then we have our own little, like, podcast, which is, like, this kind of little bubble of uh you know where we are all following the official release and then like you know the rest of the internet is just like scanlation central like i'm I'm aware that like even though this is like you know the the stuff that i do is uh you know it's a career highlight for me for sure and it's like a really prominent series that that i do and that i've been working on for many years but it often feels like like, you know, it's just sort of this thing that I'm doing off in the corner and, and not so many people pay attention to it. So You're like having it to seen, the void. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so having seen like, you know, it's not like I had anything to do with the dub. I'm not sitting there like emailing people like, OK, Funimation, like this is how you do it. This is what you should use, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, they just basically took the style sheet and were like, OK, this works. And so to to hear that, like act it out and to be like that sounds natural. That works. Like it just, it works like the, the way that I intended it to work, like hearing Bartolomeo talk with this kind of slightly goofy accent. Like it yes. works exactly the way that I wanted to hear it, uh, was like really, I don't know. It was kind of self-affirming. I felt like, you know, there's, I left the movie with a, a, a glow in my, my, uh, the center of my, my stomach, uh, from, uh, from seeing that. Cause it kind of felt like, like we had finally gotten to where I, you know, started with the series. And, um, so that was, that was really exciting. And I, and I was not expecting to, to, to experience that in the, uh, in this movie. And so it came as a, as a surprise and, um, it was cool. Wow. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Steven. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard. I, you know, it's really hard for me to single out any particular, you know, dub voice actor, but, uh, I really did like the guy who does Bartolomeo's voice a whole lot. Oh, um, yeah. I thought uh, he really nailed, nailed Tyson Reinhardt. Uh, Tyson Reinhardt. Have you met? You've met. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've met Tyson. Yeah. Tyson's I didn't realize awesome. he was the same guy who did it. Yeah, he's really great. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. His uh, his his Bartolomeo was really great, and um, it, it's like he jumped off of the page. So that was really <laughs> cool. Um, uh, when when uh, uh, when I, we get up to those Tres Rosa episodes, we gotta have Tyson on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I also I I was also really really impressed with uh, Matt Mercer who does Trafalgar Law's voice. 
Um, I thought that he was really good. Um, and you know me and Law. And the cool thing about Law is that he's really cool in this movie. And uh, <laughs> he's, I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't know. I've warmed up to Law a lot. Uh, this, is, this is me stating on the record that I've warmed up to Law a lot. And I really liked him in the movie. Um, and I love that you like show- Law, don't you, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> he shows up uh, in his first scene doing what he loves the most, which is like wandering down an alley, clutching his arm and bleeding or whatever he was yeah. doing. <laughs> He's always yeah, like, in like, trouble. Yeah. Typical law. Sort of yep. <laughs> Typical law. Yeah. Bleeding um, out of everywhere. Uh, if I didn't, if I didn't give a shout out to my, uh, my friend Jamal who came with me uh, for the first, that first showing, um, I uh, I got him in, I got him into One Piece last year. Uh, he pa- he plowed through 500 episodes in two months and read all of the manga within that time too. So uh, and now he listens to this podcast. So uh, you know it's all coming full circle a little bit. Yeah, uh, my coworker um, Ke- my coworker Kevin said it was the best experience he's ever had in a theater, which is cool. Wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. And I just want to give a shout out to. Uh, all the listeners that came to our meetups, uh, uh, a bunch of people, uh, and some came to both and, uh, they're a lot of fun. And we spent a lot of time just hanging outside the theater afterwards, just talking about the series and, uh, appreciate it. You know, we talked plenty of one piece and also, yeah. uh, talked plenty of endless schmaltz and Gundam wings. So shout out to <laughs> <you>. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was cool seeing, uh, Mo and several others were there. Um, so that was cool. Uh, anyway, uh, we have a lot of show to get into. Matt will not be joining us for the manga recap, but he'll be on for the rest of the show uh, for Peace yeah. Together and and so forth. I don't know if he's going to stick around for this, but we also have the first round of our Stump One Piece podcast trivia uh, at the end of the show. Um, so we'll see. They stumped me, but I'll st- maybe I'll stick around. They always- <laughs> Unless it's about furry animals in the One Piece universe. That way I got, on- I got that category on lock, but... I'll see if there are any about that. Okay, fair enough. Um, so yeah, we got we got a lot of entries. We're going to do this in a few different rounds. So because we we don't have time to go through like fifty something questions, um, so that'll be at the end of the show. And the winner has a chance to win, or anyone who is able to stump us has a chance to win the One Piece Color Wall Compendium Volume Two and a lot more. Uh, so stick around to uh, till the end to listen to that. Anyway, let's get into some manga. This is the manga recap for chapter 960, introducing Kozuki Odin. You can read this chapter and all chapters as soon as they come out in Japan for free, legally, worldwide, either at shonenjump.viz.com or mangaplus.shueisha.co.jp. Uh, with that out of the way, Ed, before we even get into the cover, what's Oda talking about? Oda, in his author comments this week, says... I want to eat an infinite amount of the Maruchan Pari Pari Infinite Cabbage Snack. Uh-oh. Was the uh-oh part of the... Yeah, uh-oh's in there. That's why I asked to read it this week, because that's... <laughs> oh, uh-oh. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys remember the, uh, the, 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 ba- the behind-the-scenes manga in, that appeared in one of the magazines where Oda's, like, stuffing his face full of, like, squid snacks? Mm-hmm. No, that was. Like I thought you were gonna say first or re- second one. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. I that was that was that was pretty gross. <laughs> I tweeted at the time. But I anyway, have to uh, say, 
it's been a while, Ed, before since we've done the deep thoughts with Oda, but I always think of uh, both amazing and scary. Amazing, Red. Red. Describing yeah. Tickle Me Tickle Out, me Elmo. <laughs> that was a very old one, too. It, it, well, uh, when did Tickle Me Elmo come out? Um, anyway, 96. Ed, what's... Yeah. Okay. I guess I guess it was past that. In Maybe Japan, in Japan it was say. later. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ed, what's going on in the first uh, th- this cover page uh, story here? Well, uh, it's gang bitches. Oh, my family. But the big problem is he seems to have lost his family, and so now he's accosting any groups of women with the correct hairstyle because he's apparently a uh, a One Piece fan. They have the same hairstyle. I was gonna say yes, but also. Or is that the same as like what Jill does to find Steve in a large crowd? Because I heard she was just looking for. <laughs> like multiple times since I've been down here, it's like, "Where's the giant bald man?" <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. Can we really call this uh, gang beige anymore? Because the name of this yeah. era is beige beard. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I love how I didn't uh, notice that until just now. A, uh, a fun mm-hmm. mustache because that seems to be the. Uh, it seems to be the... No, that's what you do uh, in Dress Rosa. You get in disguise. You gotta do that. Is an that, old is man that disguise. disguised as a Marine? Uh, no, he's just wearing a hat. He always wears a hat. But he's got like a... Is that not like a Marine like shield thing or something? No, that's, a, that's the symbol from Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually... Uh, that's his closer, shield. Yeah, it that's is. That's thing, uh, yeah. Thing. yeah. He's always had that. Yeah, it's like the thing... That's the symbol that's on like Vito's forehead and hands. Looks like the uh, the sigil thing from uh, Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Wait, you mean the wish... thing on his chest? Isn't that just a rose? Is that it what you guys like are talking about? It looks like a weather vane. No, on the far right. No, because uh, what's his name? Uh, Vito. Oh, 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 oh. Gotti, you mean. Yeah, Vito has it like tattooed on his like hands, I think. On his head. On his head, yeah. Um, <laughs> the wish... weather vane pirates. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. I kind of wish Beige was also on Pez duty, so we could have like also called this uh, Are You My Mommy? <laughs> oh I'm not my. your mommy, Ralph. I'm this <laughs> yeah, so uh what do you guys think so far of this cover story? By the way, uh Usopp uh statue in the background uh makes yeah. me very happy to see. Lucy statue. Usaland. So Ed, what's going on on the first page of the chapter? So we go back in time to Lush, deep forests as far as oh. the eye can see. Before sorry, sorry to but, sorry to interrupt you here, Ed. But yeah. I, I just wanted to say, Stephen, there was a correction from last week as to how many years ago we're going back in oh. time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They changed it to uh, it was two two years off. Um, I'm not. I don't remember which was so which. Thirty nine. Now they're yeah. saying it's forty one. It's forty one right. years. Thirty nine years from the beginning of One Piece. So. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Um, the official One Piece Twitter corrected that, I know. So yeah, yeah, it was apparently important enough for them to make that distinction. Anyway, Ed, let's rewind back in time five seconds yes. to when you started the narration. <laughs> Lush, deep forests as far as the eye can see, where flowers and plants grow thick and verdant from the pure coursing river water leading to the crystal blue sea. This is a story of Wano from the time when life was still abundant. And uh, you hear, I caught one. This one's caught a fish. And uh, you hear there's people um, sort of gossiping in the tea house. It's true. I saw it. The mountain was moving. The mountain. That's right. We were running for our lives from a moving mountain just now. It was groaning at us. 
that might be the work of the mountain god, says the waitress of the tea house at the Cape, Miss Suru. She, uh, she looks a lot more like Robin in the past. Um, <laughs> who, she Robin with Nami's face. A bit. Yeah. Um, she transformed so, from a unique looking One Piece character to every One Piece character. Anyway, uh, so why is it that the three of you look so pleased? Hmm? <laughs> we just can't hide anything from you, Suru. Okay, we'll let you in on a secret, Otsuru, but only for you. See, the truth is, we finally caught the legendary animal you've been looking for. It took us an entire year of searching. And this looks like um, Ashura Doji. And uh, who are these two other guys? Uh, I don't think no, I know these guys. I, yeah, these are just no? a bunch of okay. chumps. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, by the way, that deer is sure. adorable. And that frog is adorable. And that fish is dead. Um Sam, continue. Well, well, they're all dead now. This is thirty-nine years ago. In the past, I don't know what the life expectancy of a deer is. Or didn't we talk about this with Chopper? With Chopper, like a few (laughs) Chopper episodes ago. Chopper, Chopper, Chopper. Get to the Chopper. Well, I don't know. Uh, Chopper is going to live a long life. Just don't feed him chocolate. I think. Yeah, he ate a <laughs> lot of it. <laughs> oh no, Chopper's gonna die. Um, Sam, <laughs> <laughs> we turn the page and the uh, the chumps are kind of showing Suru their uh, their spoils. Look at this little guy. Uh, and Suru is saying, "Ooh, what a beautiful white boar!" And <laughs> just the the cutest little cartoon pig in a box, sparkling. So you know it's uh, shiny. Shining white. Yeah. By the, by the way, this is the second chapter in a row where we have an adorable pig. Um, although this yeah. time it does not have to hide from anyone. It's a shiny so Pokemon. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rare. Sh- <laughs> if we take this boar to the capital, we could get a whole platinum for him. And uh, Suru is amazed by this one platinum coin. That's enough to build a gorgeous home. The Kurokomo boss wants the legendary white boar to display to display outside of his place for all to see. There was a bounty on the beast, but no one was ever able to find it. Uh, and uh, I think this is Zero commenting as a sideshow. No, white boars are agents of the gods. And then one of the schmucks are saying, Daha, you, oh, you're so sweet. It's just a rare creature. That's all. By, by the oh, way, man, Sam, sorry man. to interrupt here, but I just noticed that Suru, named after a crane, and also Kozuki adjacent, has a crane, uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, headband, head, she's, she's that always had yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, she has? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't notice things. Anyway, Sam, go ahead. And uh, so Suru's looking over her shoulder, just one moment, and she's noticing uh, a kathunk. And uh, she, she grabs this figure in the shadows with very wild-looking hair. Is collecting gold coins. Um, she snags them. She throws them to the ground. She's saying, "You were just taking my mo- you're just taking money from my purse again, weren't you? Fess up, Kinemon!" And uh, Kinemon is shouting, "Ah, stop, Misuru! We've known each other since we were kids. Come on, your brother in spirit needs some cash." And Suru uh, says, "Since when were you my brother? You're out of money because you gambled it away." Do you know how much money you owe already? And then she's getting like up close and scary. Next time you try to steal from me, I'll collect what's mine by selling your organs. And uh, that seems to <laughs> that seems to make it. That seems to get it through uh, Kinemon's head. I love the expressions on both of them in that panel. It's a great, <laughs> yeah. great one. 
<laughs> if you can't pay me back, I'm going to shake you down for everything you've got on uh, for everything you've got on you, clothes included. And they're like running off, and they're getting to a fight, and dust clouds are all over the place, and uh, the the people from the from the shop are waving away or waving them off. All right, uh, thanks, Siru. Thanks for the food. We'll just uh, <laughs> leave payment on the table, and then they don't want anything to do with their. Uh, business. Well, they're walking halfway into the distance. They're still fighting. Yeah, Skeeter, we don't <laughs> want any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that better not be the money out my goddamn purse. But by the way, I love the random schmoes like face in the bottom left panel there. Just like oh, so cute. Oh ho ho ho! <laughs> Those two lovebirds. Yeah. Uh, Kinemon, I saw a charge on my card from the other night. <laughs> did you? Did you order take? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, babe. I was hungry. <laughs> Ed. Yeah, that's basically what's going on there. Ed. So yeah. there's a scream. There's a, a, a punk, a thud, and a flap. Ah, it's you, the man we just saw. And <laughs> he is a thug from the capital, Kinemon, and he is ripped in his loincloth. My God, look at that. Wait, I just oh realized that. Uh, before we get to the loincloth, cloth, cloth, um, he has the this guy, the, this random uh, bozo guy, uh, also has the same eyebrows as what's his face, Kochi Kame, right? Rio, yeah, yeah, Rio. Like McDonald's arch mm-hmm. unibrow mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess uh, Sarah stole his clothes. <laughs> yep. yep, yeah, that's a that's oh, a famous, yep. Uh, that that is a famous like bandits activity or like a a, a phrase that they use, and so that's why you've seen. Uh, certain scenes like I believe it was back in Punk Hazard when they were like uh, they were beating up the guys with their coats and like stealing their coats in the freezing side of Punk Hazard and they were like why do you guys bandits and like that's literally you know because that's that's like what they do is they they take everything you've got including your clothes and so yeah it seems like that's what she did wait what does it say on his loincloth uh, it's just the first kanji from his name oh so that's mm-hmm. the king so it's it's the equivalent of uh, like your mom writing your name on your underwear. Yeah. Wait, like wait, wait. Initials. Is that a pun? Because isn't um, family King jewels Tama. also? Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's a, well, it's yeah, a it's a different kanji. Although the left part of it is the keen, that is the gold part. But uh, the the thing on the on the right makes it a different kanji. Ah. Uh, I mean, it's it's Oda. I assume it's a balls joke. Yeah, there's probably <laughs> some of that. Uh, so he says, did not, you think I not could- a balls joke. <laughs> Do you think I couldn't hear you blabbing on and on? Thanks for the tip about your board. It's worth one platinum. It's like today's my lucky day. I feel like I just won the lottery. And uh, he's got a crazy look in his eyes. He's staring at this adorable board that continues to sparkle and snork at him. Uh, he says, all I have to do is hand this over to the Kurokoma boss and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he sneezes. He's like, give me your clothes and your wallets. Um, so your wallet you start- and your clothes give them to me. <laughs> uh, so we get this sort of secretary looking guys like, now it seems that Lord Odin has no talent for sailing. He's tempted to break our laws and set sail to sea. At, I believe this is 38 times now. I'm amazed he survived them all. Mm-hmm. To quickly sum up his life thus far, before the age of one, he threw his wet nurse to the ground. At age two, he was quick enough to catch two hares at once. At age four, he obliterated a bear by hurling a bowler at it. By age six, he was regularly visiting the pleasure halls and spending the palace's money. And uh, we see 
the Shogun of Wano, Kozuki Sukiyaki. This is Odin's father, and he's very annoyed at having to listen to this, but he's listening to it nonetheless. So he continues, the age of eight, in a drunken rage, engaged in a brawl with other gamblers, and by nine he was on the Yakuza blacklist, forbidden from entering the gambling den. So this guy, uh, <laughs> I guess this guy's name is not so new. <laughs> he's like brand, like brand new. Yeah, I get it. I was thinking he was more like... Old. I was thinking he was more like a Mr. Smithers type, but yeah, sure. Um, Steve. Uh, and uh, get this. Uh, in revenge, he set fire to the den and waged war. Uh, he was arrested for assault. And uh, get this. Uh, this was just at 10 years of age. Uh, for re- uh, rehabilitation uh, as a prisoner, he was sent to uh, a quarry. Uh you know, and he really came into his own there because he be, he rose to the rank of chief stonemason, and that's uh, it's got to be that Koziki blood uh, in him. Uh, oh, oh yeah, and from there he uh, he he left the prison. He was he was a good boy. He reformed his ways, but when he was fourteen, uh, the capital was in a terrible drought. So uh, unable to like stand the side of that, he uh, he uh, he curved the river itself to run through the capital uh this resulted in flood damages uh and that led to another warrant for his arrest <laughs> look at him burying his face in his <laughs> he's doing the picard face palm yeah there. that's an epic face palm. have no son <laughs> uh hey dad uh i uh made a new river how dare you <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I, I already like this Kozuki. I like the Odins being the big heads. Um yeah. <laughs> but also at the same time, uh this new river he made, uh it served two purposes because he also tried to ride that river out of the country uh and also failed. And uh and uh, get this. Uh when uh, he was fifteen he threatened the priests of a secluded mountain temple uh into sheltering him. Uh he uh and then apparently Odin would uh he would abduct women from the capital late at night. Uh, as we see this little, um, <laughs> this little mountain temple here with looks like a tanuki, like just dancing around, and we hear some laughter on the inside. Uh, but yeah, uh, Kazuki Odin would take, uh, he would abduct these women, take them back, uh, and he would like make his own personal harem. But uh, he, <laughs> but he's at least he's decent because like the women were totally free to leave whenever they'd want. Yeah, great. That sounds like now <laughs> but, but it's they fine. Don't, but they don't because of what the implication. What a great guy. <laughs> what, what, was, what was that, Ed? They don't, they, they don't leave because of the implication. Mm. <laughs> I give yeah, so I mean, it's like, <laughs> no, 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 you could leave. Yeah. It's like, or I'll kill you. <laughs> I'm trying to you could leave any time. Oh, you just have to get okay. through this pile of venomous <laughs> snakes. My, my malevolent. <laughs> murder maze um, <laughs> or it's like the simpsons episode where they're in the freaking uh the cult and it's like you're free to leave at any time and it's just odin clearly the implication is odin's got the d that's what we're talking about <laughs> yeah, <I see. laughs> uh but uh but uh these guys were uh these other guys uh who I guess didn't have enough D, they had lowercase Ds. Uh, this provoked the ire of all these men from these women's lives. We're talking fathers, husbands, hardy samurai who joined their cause. Uh, and Lord Odin gleefully met them in battle. 
uh, oh, I almost thought he was riding on a horse, but now he's just kind of just jumping in the air. Uh, <laughs> this began. Uh, this became known as uh, the Harem War. So yeah, your your param- your Paramount Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're talking about the it Harem wouldn't Wars. Be- Harem War. <laughs> Look, we already but, had a harem war in the late 90s, and it was between Love Hina and Tenchi Muyo. We all know <laughs> Damn it. Oh, you kind of stole my joke here. because uh, I, I was going to say, it wouldn't be an arc about Japan without a harem war, I, I guess. Because like, cause this is where we found out Hyogoro, uh, the Hyogoro family was drawn into the fighting uh, when he attempted to restore the peace. And um, I, it didn't seem like I got my answer in this uh, manga chapter. I'm really curious to what other families are involved in the harem war. Do we have the Tenchi Muyo clan? Do we we have the Love Hina family. Uh, who's involved in this harem war here? Uh, and uh, the total number of casualties caused by Lord Odin single-handedly was over. And and his father's like, enough! I don't want to hear the meme. Uh, uh, and But now Odin is uh, 18, legal. Uh, and he continues to stir up trouble at, uh, at a healthy rate. So he's... Uh, He's a menace to society, but uh, in moderation, maybe. Uh, but uh, is this uh, is this his father? Yeah, with it. Uh, yeah, it's like so. His father says, "Say nothing to Odin. Just give him this." And it looks like it says, "Disswimming." Uh, no, it says dis. It looks like it says, "Disownment." Disowned. Disponed. Disp- Disponed, uh, <laughs> sick burn, bro. Uh, Rafflecopter, uh, uh, Stephen. Um, now he's going to be disowned, and uh, then we transfer over to the flower capital where Kinemon is now uh, on the run. Uh, excuse me, I should correct myself. This is uh, Kin Solo on the run from Kanji Club. Uh, he's <laughs> he's uh, reassuring them that uh, he he's like yeah, tell Hyogoro I've got his money I'm gonna come into a big sum of cash and they know he's lying uh, but he's got his uh, his little boar there oh uh, he just wants to go to the Kurokoma family mansion to collect and so yeah it seems like this page makes it clear maybe that. That is maybe Hyogoro is like the leader of the Kurokoma family or something. Uh, I'm not sure. It's it's kind of hard to tell because they say Hyogoro family earlier, but mm-hmm. then here they here we have Hyogoro saying, "Ah, yes, the kid who stole our money. Uh, catch him and flay off the skin, uh, uh, flay all the skin off well, of his body." The the, the Kurokoma the, the Kurokoma family is the one who wants the boar, and it's the Yakuza who are going to give it to him, maybe. Uh, I thought they were the, rival. I thought they were rival syndicates, for so to speak, or rival. Oh, Yakuza okay. Clans. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe so. Maybe it's Hyogoro's guys who are chasing him, and yes. he's trying to get to the Kurokoma. Because uh, yeah, it, it's it's very clear that the the Kurokoma is another Yakuza group. Um, so okay, so that that would make sense then. Uh, so yeah, he's in trouble with everybody, uh, and uh, Hyogoro. <laughs> Is uh, we see him in his uh, his prime here, where he's got his his big gut, and uh, he's um, he's just saying, "Don't fight him man to man because he's stronger than any of you." And uh, Hugo Girl's followers are like, "Ha, uh, that's funny. Uh, don't worry. Yeah, we'll catch him. Don't worry." 
which is a kind of a nice note because uh, you know it's kind of easy to forget because Kinemon hasn't had a lot of fight scenes and uh, you know he he's been kind of calling the shots, but it's uh, it's nice to be reminded that he is uh, supposed to be uh, a very capable samurai. Um, and then we transition scenes to a, a, a street vendor here, uh, and there someone is haggling with him. And uh, the merchant is saying, oh, you bought the wrong pot? Well, if you want the larger one, that's going to cost you 60 silver. And we see that on his uh, display here, he's got small pots for 30 silver and large pots for 60 silver. And uh, this mystery <laughs> person is saying, okay, so uh, yeah, will you take back the uh, 30 silver pot that I bought earlier in exchange? Oh, yeah, sure. Of course, I accept returns. And the uh, the, the young man here explains uh, okay, so I already paid you the 30 silver the first time, and I'm returning the value of the pot here. That's a 30 silver value, so that makes 60 silver total, and I'll just take the big one. And the guy's like, uh, yep, that adds up. Pleasure doing business. <laughs> and uh, and then we see that this is, uh, surprise, surprise, our first glimpse at Orphan of the Capital, Denjiro. Mm. And, uh, hmm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> saying what steven uh well you know he looks like uh a, a couple different guys he's kind of got the ponytail of um zoro's teacher koshiro he also looks a whole lot like uh one of the Scopper. members of uh, yeah of, of rogers scopper gabon i think i've said that name like 10 times this week <laughs> no but it's the no the, the, part, the part that makes me think it's uh zoro's master or the his feet his weird sword. His weird, <laughs> large, blocky feet. Those are some East Blue sword. feet. If that's I right. Seen. Yeah, those are East Blue feet. That's <laughs> for sure. It sticks out. Like, also, in any picture of him from back then, it's weird. Also, also, that sword checks out as uh, Wado Ichimanji. Yeah, it looks yeah. Oh, it does. Like oh, I didn't look at that. It's got a circular hilt. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, that would be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes, this is Denjiro in his uh, younger days. And uh, Kinemon is uh, watching from around the side of uh, a crate or something. And he's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. He just built 30 silver off that guy. Wake up, General Store. Uh, but then we find out that he actually knows uh, Denjiro because he calls out to him. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, the, the merchant is like, wait a second. How come I only have 30 silver now? <laughs> so uh, he's caught. He's very slowly cottoning on. Meanwhile, uh, crematory, flower capital. Uh, we hear some yammering going on. Uh, Sir Samurai, please, you must stop him. And a child is, is crying. Oh, Grandpa Katsuzo. And uh, an older man tells her, no, there, there, don't cry. Then again, it is a funeral, so crying is expected. <laughs> um, but they get back to the matter at hand. Uh, what's the matter? Uh, the cremation is finished, so the family is going to go in and collect the bones. But look at him. He's boiling a pot of Odin over my father's remains. Odin, you say? And as we uh, zoom closer into the uh, crematorium, we notice that uh, we get our first glimpse, our first actual non silhouette glimpse at Wano Shogun's heir, Kozuki Odin, uh, eating a giant pot of his namesake over well, uh, the bones. Well, you've heard of Elf on a Shelf. <laughs> now yes, you've heard. continue. <laughs> Odin eating Odin. 
<laughs> almost, <laughs> almost pulled it off. Good effort. Good Has effort. anyone actually heard of Elf on the Shelf? I don't know where the hell. Yes, it yes, is. Please, yeah, please, yeah, yeah. That's a thing. I don't know. It's a new what, thing you for don't, the kids. Do you not know Mench on a bench? <laughs> no. Yeah, I remember that time I met up with you in Central Park. Yeah, it, was, it was a good time. <laughs> it's an actual thing. It's a Shark Tank thing. Uh, go yeah. ahead. Wow. So, uh, Brave of you to uh, watch Shark Tank. So here's. <laughs> so um, as as we posited last week, that is indeed Odin's uh, uh, the shape of Odin's hair. Um, why <laughs> I'm I'm not particular. Yeah. It's, <laughs> It's a it's a giant helipad. I'm imagining a little tiny helicopter. Into my country, into my country, my hair would look like the pizza pie. <laughs> <laughs> Deep dish Odin here. Oh Deep dish Odin. <laughs> the best of all the best of all pizzas. Uh, anyway, he's he's chowing down and he's saying, "Oh, I have a Oh, not not Justice Fruit Pies. <laughs> Don't like me like Justice Fruit Pies. Are you actually eating something right now, Alex? <laughs> yeah, I'm eating hamantash. <laughs> I'm getting into, I think I this, the character. <laughs> I think this might be our most Jewish episode of the One Piece podcast. Uh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, like you all would be saying, I can't even tell what he's saying. Get away from my father's remains. Um, and as they saw, he's disgracing my father-in-law's death. And <laughs> F-A-F-A-F <laughs> continues to, you know, Odin, Odin basically continues to, to talk incessantly with a mouthful of Odin. Uh, steaming hot Odin as he takes his final gulp with some snot in his mouth. And as we know, uh, Odin, Odin will do this to you. Um, a big old snotty nose. Uh, he takes a couple glugs and gulps from his from his sake gourd and continues to chow down on his uh, on the rest of his Odin, scarfing it down, blubbing it down. Uh, one day I'll page. one day I'll drink sake like that. Um, <laughs> we continue uh, his uh, glug and glug fest. Yeah, that's what I'll call it. Um, and we see the family there looking on. Uh, with a mix of bewilderment and and I'll just keep with bewilderment um, as uh, Odin chugs the rest of the broth and he proves uh, after just chugging all that hot liquid and says so long then yeah yeah you didn't oh shit yeah I didn't notice that (laughs) yeah okay I guess that's important um and he says, so long then, he puts the sake b- bottle next to the bones uh, of the cremated remains of uh, who we learned to be Katsuzo. Uh, so, so the next drink we share together will come in the afterlife. And uh, he says, and now if the family will pardon my interruption, uh, he walks away and re-silhouettes himself, as we learn that that <laughs> is indeed his, his uh, devil fruit parent. No. Um, and yeah, we see everyone in the back, and we see uh, Katsuzo's name uh, em- embroidered uh, on a sign there in front of the crematorium um, and a random man in a let's say fern uh, shirt uh, says I am sorry he never explains himself so this must be like one of Odin's like henchmen or yeah something. well that that was the samurai that they were like hailing for help um, but yeah he seems oh, to oh, know um, 
Odin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's a better explanation. Anyway, they say, wait, is everyone like suddenly comes to the realization and you see, I think the, the girl in front expresses the uh, what everyone else is feeling there perfectly, where you have both oh. tears in her eyes and hearts as her eyes. Um, and <laughs> um, this is uh, the music video to Salt and Peppa's What a Man. <laughs> <laughs> Great, that's going to be stuck in my head now. Uh, Peppa featuring En Vogue. My mistake. <laughs> uh, they all say, wait, is that what was going on? And as you heard, what a man. Um, my and this, man! And again, Stephen puts this one in. Oh no, stop the wives and daughters. Uh, so, so that's one of and the legendary... The and, and the pigs and boars. And the pigs and boars. Hide your wives, hide your daughters. Hide your pigs, hide your boars. Um, so that's that's what everyone just says around Odin. Hide your pigs, hide your boars. Uh, stop the wives and daughters. That's one of the legendary Odin speeches. And we see a babang as we zoom into uh, Katsuzo's remains with the sake bottle, which I'm... What does that say on the sake bottle? Do we already... Uh, flower. Flower. Okay, that yeah. I guess makes sense. Uh, and the little incense uh, laid within his rib cage there, as a clunk of the skull seems to kind of happen there. Oh, did um, he steal that sake from Kyogoro? That's a or good it could just question. Be like fla- flower capital. That's what uh, I assumed. Yeah. Also, I, I'm assuming that's where Kyogoro got his nickname from because he's the yakuza of the flower capital. Mm. Oh, okay. Important to note, and I, I I completely didn't notice this until just now, but the crescent moon upon his uh the two crescent moons on his uh on his outfit there, uh, which we've discussed a lot, is an important symbol for the Kazuki's. Um, and also, you know, moon. Uh, anyway, uh, so Odin says, "Have you come here to apprehend me?" And he's and the samurai guy here says, "Yes, but I'll accept a bribe too." And uh, Odin says, look, you're not supposed to say that. What's going on here? Why is no one avoiding me like they usually do? And uh, also seems like there's a fire that's got them preoccupied or something. The bells have been ringing, I noticed. Uh, and he said, and he yells up to the guy in the tower there. Uh, hey, is is it a big fire? And um, the fire guy said, no, it's not a fire, but it's a big something. And Odin looks up and he's like, what? What's going on here? And and Maddie, what is going on? Uh, we cut over to Denjiro and Kinemon, and Denjiro is going, Don't you know what that is, Keen? Shouldn't be carrying that thing around. Kinemon goes, What? This white boar? And Denjiro goes, Don't you think the Kurokama boss is trying to use it to destroy the Hyogoro family? And uh, Kinemon's like, What do you mean, Denjiro? And he explains, I mean, that whatever, wherever that piglet is found, the adult boar is sure to come charging. And the ancient scrolls say it's a white boar the size of a mountain. They call it the mountain god. There's a story about it destroying an entire village in the course of a single night several hundred years ago. He always thought it was just a tale, but now that I've seen this big white boar for myself, or this white boar for myself, the big one must be... And then you see this big shot and this all these excla- exclamations. The mountain god, the mountain god is real. Will all be devoured? Many have succumbed already. Abandon the capital. Flee for your lives. 
and you just see this big old boar face going snork snork and uh, then we go back down cut back to Odin who is saying that was a fascinating story you just said whoever you are (laughs) (laughs) and I can't even you missed the little panel oh, did next I? to that. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm reading on my phone. Um, oh, and so uh, Denji is going, it's coming. It's come for revenge. And Kinemon's going, oh, did I accidentally doom the capital? <laughs> Look at his face. He is very, very worried. Uh, yeah, and so then we cut to Odin, who is, yes, that's a very fascinating story. You just said, whoever you are, speaking about Denjiro. Um, and Kinemon goes, Kazuki Odin. And he goes, give that boar to me. You go, huh? And we end with a bang. You pass the <laughs> boar to Odin. <laughs> uh, can you can you pass the boar? Um, that's going to do it for this chapter. Um, thoughts on this chapter. Uh, let's start with uh, Ed. You weren't on, I feel like, recently. So what... Um, what did you think? Hey, of I, I I thought I wasn't on for two episodes, but you put yeah. that episode you that segment on that I hosted, so it's like I was never done. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, yeah, but Ed, uh, what did you think of this chapter? This this is the sort of legend building thing you have to do for Kazuki Odin. Like, there's so many over the top stories about him. It sort of has to be based in like some truth, but like the parts about him, like, you know, going to the gambling den when he's like eight years old, that's, that's some pretty good, like Bill Brasky, you know, kind of stuff right there. Um, uh, <laughs> the put upon, he's the Shogun. He's technically the ruler, but he just like puts his hand, uh, his, his head in his hands and he just doesn't want to hear it, but he's, he has to listen to all this stuff anyway. Um, uh, Kinemon is very, he's like, he's such a cute little, um, like delinquent guy. He's like, he can't be, he's probably still a teenager here. And, um, he's, the way he freaks out, the way he's like trying to take advantage and like how cute the boar looks with him. Um, it's all pretty good, but, the the, the I'm, I'm really interested to see how this ties into Zoro's backstory because I'm like, I, I'm almost positive that guy is the, the master from Zoro's village. So, uh, Koshiro Denjiro, it's pretty close to me. We should point out too on the uh, the East Blue art topic that in the 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 corner panel where he's like adjusting his glasses while he's yelling at Kinemon is also very like early One Piece. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which panel is that, Stephen? Uh, the one in the in the corner where he's he's talking about the ancient scrolls and the the stories about the mountain god. Oh, the... spread. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the last thread. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I like. Uh, I like where Kazuki Odin is going. He's got this larger-than-life personality, and he's sort of he's been justifying it so far. And I, I like where they're taking that. Um, Stephen. Uh, yeah. This is um. We we were talking about this before we recorded. This is a very text-heavy chapter, so we get a. Uh, a lot of exposition, not just in terms of like the the character of Odin, but just kind of setting up uh, where we are in the kind of story of Wano, and um, uh, it, uh, enough establishing details. I think that kind of cleverly makes it clear that this is sort of like 
uh, it's not necessarily the the origin myth of or the origin story of Odin himself, but like how he came to meet the uh, the Akazaya Nine. Because you know, it, at the end of this chapter, he's like, "Oh, whoever you are," uh, referring to Kinemon and Denjiro, who we know obviously are going to be uh, like very loyal uh, servants of his. Uh, so this is kind of like going back to uh, the beginning of how their their group came together. Weren't they younger in um, Yasu's flashbacks, though? Like, weren't the Akazai United like like little kids almost? No, he he may have just been kind of drawing them uh, slightly exaggerated because uh, it was only a couple panels. But um, this this is very clearly before that um, that point. Um, but uh, yeah, I. I the 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 Odin stuff is kind of funny and and honestly like with the way that uh he with the way that Oda has set it up to like you know kind of priming it with the whole laundry list of his shenanigans and then leading into the introduction where he's boiling his his you know stew over the remains of a dead person uh and then like the reactions where like he finishes and he's like oh Thanks, you know, thanks for the drink, Katsuzo. You know, we'll drink again in the future or in the in the afterlife. And like that being like the only thing that he does, but then all the women are falling in love with him. It made it clear that like this is sort of like uh this is this is like the real Senor Pink. He's like Senor Odin. <laughs> uh where he 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 com- it comes across slightly more believable that this guy is just that that badass of a man. Uh, and not like a gross guy with a baby shirt on and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's it, it it's um, it's funny stuff. I would like to believe that like you, it, it's not intention. Like you could put together a an idea in your head that maybe he just saw the sign that said Katsuzo, and he was like, all right, so this guy's name is Katsuzo, and then he comes in there and acts like he knew their grandpa. Like, you know, oh, we're drinking to, you know, drinking to my old buddy here uh, who he just read his name off the sign um, <laughs> that that uh, I, I thought that was kind of uh, clever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what else to say. So I guess I will um, let someone else go. Um, Maddie. Uh, I I love this chapter. I'm like, I got super stoked for this flashback. Um Young young Kinemon is adorable. Um, I want. I'm interested in like what color his hair is. I don't know if he's just like bleached it or if it's going to be some weird color because Oda sometimes surprises us with that. Well, uh, um, a kin- Kinpatsu is blonde. Like you uh, know, okay. when, when people blood dye their bleach their hair blonde, it's Kinpatsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So that's great. Um, and uh, yeah, like uh, the little tiny cute boar is wonderful. And, you know, I, Odin, Odin is fantastic. Like he's just larger than life. And I'm really looking forward to seeing, um, what comes out of his story because, you know, he's just been kind of this mysterious figure this whole time, Odin, Odin. And then he is almost, you know, he's this mythical status that he's like living up to what we've been hearing about him because he's just so insane. So yeah, I'm just I'm look really looking forward to the continuation of this flashback. Uh, Steve, 
Um, I, I'm really liking Odin. Uh, I, the, the last chapter, uh, really kind of just kind of left us hanging, but seeing it like, as how like the people in town feared him, we kind of knew like, uh, there was something not quite right with him, but I just kind of like how, uh, he, yeah, he's just like an unapologetic, like menace, uh, but like he kind of means well, but he doesn't explain his meaning. Uh, he's he oozes machismo, and it's uh, it's kind of fun to see because I don't think we've had quite a character like this in One Piece. Um, but he's hilarious. Uh, I, I also I really do enjoy Teenage Kinemon, uh, Punk Kinemon with uh, the bleached hair, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing more Vengero, who I'm pretty convinced is uh, Zoro's master. It's not Kyoshiro. Is that what it was? Or am I mixing up with someone else? <laughs> there's Koshiro, and then there's Kyoshiro. Didn't you make that joke? joke? I made or, it on Twitter. Okay, yeah. Uh, kudos to you. Um, but it's I. Uh, it's it's a night. It's the beginning of a One Piece flashback where it's. Uh, it's lighthearted and funny, uh, but I do want to just give credit to the tiny little boar who just snorts his way into my heart this entire <laughs> chapter. Uh, every panel he's on, he just keeps saying snork. And then uh, the big mama uh, boar is coming to town and saying, where's snork? Uh, and uh, I don't know. Uh, Oda's been having uh, draw- doing doing some really good pig drawings, I gotta say. So, uh I really like, especially um, on the last spread, I really like uh, two of the panels on the right with the boar. It just looks hysterical. I didn't uh, realize the big boar was also saying snork, snork. <laughs> the big boar is yeah. also eating a house, it looks like. Well, you I know, they say, say do that. I didn't say, I didn't say snork. <laughs> no, he said smurf. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody gets S- Sam. I got it. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I thought this was an A plus chapter. I think that the I think Odin really ha- is surprising me on a few levels here, because this whole time we've been building him up, and kind of what we know of him up until this point was uh, he he does seem like he eventually grows into like a respected leader because of all those people who uh, bow to Momonosuke at the at the prison. Um, and we know that he had a period where, you know, he, his free spirited nature made him not a good fit to be a uh, shogun and he's always trying to leave. But I did not expect him to be this much of like a capital S scoundrel. Uh, <laughs> like if, if this whole chapter, I mean, the whole, the whole kind scoundrel of scoundrel. That's what he is. He's a, uh-huh. he's a proper scoundrel. I like the sound of that. Um, <laughs> part of, part of the fun of, uh, one piece being about pirates and kind of any, any story about criminals that we kind of like, despite the fact that they're criminals is that there's always that kind of like balancing match of like how, how much can we make them kind of like a jerk or a criminal or, or uh, a miscreant and still like them or respect them or uh, even admire them. And with Odin, I feel like Odin is just getting fucking weird with it. Um, (laughs) Like, if if Odin was like a popular person on Twitter and you tried to write a call out post for him, your your job would be difficult because just writing it out would make you feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, 
Cozy Key Odin convinced me to pay him to fuck my girlfriend, and I'm still mad about it. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> and I this is the most I'll I've give ever you, liked. I'll give you thirty gold pieces back. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Sam, most I've ever liked. Sam, you're like. really good with these analogies lately. You're you're killing it. <laughs> My hands are dirty too. Um, this is the most I've ever liked uh, Kinemon. I I love one of the things I really like about the uh, the time travel flashback uh, kind of nature of Wano is is that contrast between who a person was you know twenty plus thirty plus forty years ago and like who they are nowadays and like knowing that Kinemon was like this punk who. Like he hasn't completely cleaned up his act, but he's like a very—he's he, a very different kind. I mean, you know, he's kind of a pervert, but like other than that, he's—he's he's mostly a stand-up dude. Um, and uh, I love his relationship with Siru. I love how they have this kind of uh, kind of odd couple bickering thing from like before they're even in a relationship. They're like they've—they've uh, they've got this kind of bickering. Yet there's low-key chemistry there. Um, I know, I know, I don't talk about Final Fantasy VIII a lot, but <laughs> it reminds me of. Uh, Rain and Laguna kind of where uh, Laguna is kind of this goofball and Rain's always rolling her eyes at him. But because there's that, again, that time travel flashback angle and you know how they end up, but you kind of have to fill in the blanks with your imagination as to how they actually ended up in a relationship, uh, which I think is very sweet, very romantic. I hope that uh, Odin goes out to sea and then he comes back and they're like already together. And it's like, what? You two? Oh, you. Well, I mean, he had to go back to get his clothes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, and and yeah, I'm I'm 99 sure that Denjiro is uh, Koshiro, which will loop perfectly in with um, uh, the Sunach. You know, we're gonna see the the oh, yeah. the yes. lineage of yes. where Den, Denjiro got Sunach to teaching it to Zoro, to Zoro teaching it back to Momonosuke. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex. Yeah. Um. I'll just. Uh, I guess I'll start from there. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, that dude's kosher, <laughs> for sure. At first, I thought Scott Bergabon, um, because of the sunglasses, dude, and, and his ponytail. But uh, and that would uh, tie very nicely into um, into the Rogers Crew stuff. But on the other hand, that sword is Watto. <laughs> That's that sword is one hundred percent Watto Ichimonji, um, and he does have a very East Blue look to him. I, I noticed the feet as well. It was it was sort of like. Uh, I, I forget if, if I mentioned this on the podcast a couple of months ago, but I, I said something to the effect of I miss I miss Oda uh, drawing, uh, you know, giant clodhopper feet um, <laughs> <laughs> that are like, you know, just attached to these. He's got, uh, he's got big ankles. And yeah. Big meaty hands. <laughs> they look like such big meaty hands, don't they? Um, so, My uh, Odin. Mr. Dirty too. <laughs> My hands. Are, what are you afraid of? Oh, I happen to like nice men. Uh, so, speaking of nice men, Kazuki Oden, this guy, uh, this guy is basically fucking Davy Crockett. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Ed said Bill Paul, Brasky. That's Paul more Bunyan. Of a contemporary reference. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Davy Crockett was a little more. He, Davy Crockett, though, like the legend of Davy Crockett was that like he did all this ridiculous shit. Well, yeah. Like, killed himself a bar when he was only three. Like that's. <laughs> yes, we've all heard the song. 
<laughs> like that's exactly what I thought of when I when I you know when I was reading this and you know oh yeah he he got laid when he was two and <laughs> it's like I don't know he just that's he, a <laughs> it's a weird thing to you know tell someone's father yeah like presumably they, he already knows it but like still it's but, weird the audience doesn't know it yeah it is it is weird stuff like yeah he started drinking when he was five well, he was yeah he was <laughs> kicked he out said, of the casino by time he was nine yeah like and and he is 18 and look at him he looks like he's 45 <laughs> I, see, I was gonna say he he has he has jotaro syndrome in which if you know this guy's 18 you know yeah yeah he's he's like even more hard-boiled like he's not just hard-boiled he's like he's <sighs> he, he's, he's so the- hard He's so hard-boiled, he makes Senor Pink look like fucking Humpty Dumpty. He's nice. he's so hard-boiled, it's like he's hard-poached. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, very, there you go. I like out. that. He's yeah. so hard-boiled that he could call himself <laughs> Benedict Odin. Um, <laughs> I have one of those okay. this morning. Yeah. A Benny? Okay. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're delicious. Uh, anyway, uh, this is a great start to uh, to what I what I'm what I'm going to. Uh, predict as as a wonderful flashback that is going to really uh you know have our hearts pounding by the end and um i love odin already he's he's really great um i can't wait for the next nine nine to ten chapters of this flashback (laughs) it seems like it's really setting up a large story here um yeah i i'm gonna start first with chapter 955 Um, and the reason I'm doing that is because the person specifically mentioned there in regard to Wadu Ichimoji and Enma, who have the same forger, was Shimotsuki Kozaburo, which I assume is someone different than the one who actually had that, um, sword. I like, I'm a, although they say that's the person who broke the laws and left this land over 50 years ago, which would be around the time that, um, <clears throat> that Zoro's teacher left, I'd assume, right? Well, yeah, but also uh, Koshiro in the past wore the same logo as was worn in um, in the Shimotsuki, uh, the region of Wano. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm very, I'm confused. Like, I don't know, like, it, it looks like, it looks like uh, Zoro's teacher a little bit, although a lot of people... I feel like that ponytail was very popular in Oda's designs in in that early time because mm. I was just like looking through volumes one through three to like see what it looked like um, comparatively, and there are a lot of flashback characters with that same freaking ponytail. Uh, Scopper oh. Gabon, uh, Ben Beckman looks kind of like that, even though obviously that's not Ben Beckman. Um, Mrs. Bucking, <laughs> Mrs. Bucking, uh, yeah, and so on. Uh, Alex, what were you going to say? Sorry. Yeah, I was going to. I think I forgot to mention this. That uh, this, I guess, this dashes anybody's theory that that Kyoshiro was actually Denjiro. Um. Yeah. So what? Did, hmm. What the hell does Kyoshiro look like compared to that? That's what I'm trying to remember too. Oh, his face is completely Kyo- fucking different. <laughs> yeah, Kyoshiro has the uh, <clears throat> the fox eyes. Yeah, yeah, and blue hair apparently. Blue. Yeah, he's got blue hair. Yeah, and a hair. And a, it's gotta have reacting. <laughs> All three of us did that at once. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I mean, can any of you guys explain uh, why it, 
whether Shimotsky Kozaburo would be Zoro's teacher or why it would be Denjiro or like I'm trying to put everything together here. Like how how would you guys mentally uh, do the gymnastics that are necessary for it to be Zoro's teacher? Or Shimotsu can be crazy with all these names. <laughs> right. Well, well, he's, well, he's age appropriate. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. Koshiro is, I think, like fifty-two or something. Yeah, Joe was was mapping it out on Twitter, and she was she pointed out like if if this was forty-one years ago, then yes. uh, Zoro's teacher would be about ten at this time. Yes. Yeah. Which it looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but that would be the same age as this, whoever Shimotsuki Kozaburo is. Cause they, Oh, they said he left 50 years ago. So that would be before all this. Yeah. So that's even weirder. Who is he and where is he then? And how, yeah. because he's the one who forged Wado Ichimonji. Yes. But, um, but then you also have to see that Denjiro is an orphan. So naturally he wouldn't be like, you know, I don't know. They, they wouldn't have to be connected, which is nice. And yeah. we, we've been hearing, I mean, Oda's been kind of teasing, at least, or, or maybe in a Vivi card, it's teased that uh, uh, Koshiro is from Wano, which would mean that somebody in, in this country where nobody can really come in or leave very easily, somehow Zoro's teacher did that. So maybe there's a story there that we're going to learn in this flashback. And, and, uh, and the other thing, I guess, would also be that they're all waiting for Denjiro. Um Right, they don't join know this he, fight. He's somewhere else. Well, I, I guess then, just well, to kind of take his place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but also, should we expect to see Zoro's teacher here? Like, um, okay. So according to the Viva Carter, which you know, take this as far as you care to take it, because not he could extremely easily, far. yeah, he could easily <laughs> say uh, this is more. Uh, Koshiro is from East Blue. That's where it says he's from. Um, so I thought there were some other hints that on there or something that like imply, oh, he came from some place you might. Well, be he, aware he of. I, I think the implication was that he, at least as far as we were initially supposed to understand yeah, it right. with the uh, Kozabudo stuff, is that he was a descendant of the group that left and founded Shimoski Village. And then my. My big question is if this if this turns out to be Zoro's teacher, what? So Zoro Zoro's teacher, controversial figure because he was he was the one who told Kuina that uh, she couldn't be a strong swordswoman uh, because mm. men grow up to be stronger. Like, what if there's a scene where, like, in this flashback, we have Denjiro and we have Kiku uh, in the same place together? And, 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 and Didgero says something shitty, but you've got Kiku just like sitting, standing like right there, like, hey, come on, man. I don't know uh, how Oda would write that, but I don't know. I, there's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm legitimately like torn about whether or not it is him. I mean, we're kind of going, we're kind of doing the thing that we always make fun of people for doing and saying they have the same hairstyle. I mean, I understand <laughs> there's more going for them here, um, but. I mean, I other than maybe is, the I, hairstyle. Yeah, like, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I do appreciate Zach calling us out on that, uh, the irony. Uh, but I think this is also, this has been speculated for the longest time. Uh, Zoro's teacher has some connection with Wano. So I well, think, yeah, we're definitely, we've been chewing at the bit. So this been saying that for years. This, 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 yeah. this Sunach thing is yes, what pushes is, it over the edge for me. Yes, yes, yeah. 
And also, more importantly, they have the same nose. Um, Here, here's something mysterious. They have the same glasses. No, this well, is also, kind of. The one this sunglasses. Is also, yeah. uh, from the Viva card. So, you know how all of the samurai in Wano are like nine feet tall? Mm-hmm. Uh, Koshiro is only 1.1 Luffy's in height. So, yeah, he's, he's barely taller than Luffy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's short here, but he's also young here. Maybe, uh, uh Maybe uh, during the harem wars, he like uh, blew out his shins or something. Or... <laughs> he, he lost a nut during the harem. <laughs> <half. laughs> uh, if only he had that uh, Kenemon uh, thing to go over that. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I would also say the the height thing is like almost suspicious to me. Like, why the hell are they all so tall? Um, I feel they like there's something. They drink their milk. Uh, Malk, uh, there, there might be, there might be something more to that. Is all I'm saying. Anyway, I'm going to talk. Yeah, go ahead. Do you Maddie. think, do you think is from Wano? I'm not saying. I'm not saying. From I'm just saying no. Caesar's been studying something for Big Mom. <laughs> well, I mean the whole. Okay, so like. Compared to even like Suru in in this, it's hard to tell, but they look around this. They look like pretty close in height here, Kinemon and Suru. I understand he's younger, but it's like kind of weird how gigantic they are. And they make a specific point about Kinemon on several occasions as to his height, uh, including when he first meets Brooke and how huge they both are. Although I guess you know, then I, I don't know. That's a, I that's the not even like that a th- people people of Wano yeah. come in all sizes. I think that's just general one piece. Like some people are just really tall. Yeah, and Ko- and Koshiro being from the before tall was a just a design quirk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's maybe part of it too. Anyway, I want to talk about the chapter. Um, reading it the first time, it I mean to quote Stephen here, it is an extremely dense, wordy, wordy, wordy chapter, um, which made it hard to read. I thought the first time never. It's been a really long time since I since I've like thought, oh, I really need to do a podcast to like fully get this chapter because there's so much shit going on. Um, and it's like all with like it's a new setting, a lot of new characters. I mean, not a new, not a completely new setting, but setting as in time and also a very different Wano. Um, and there's there's a lot of exposition, which I feel like is a little beating into the ground. I mean, some of it's funny and some of it's ridiculous and all of it is over the top, but like we get that Odin is a badass. I feel like we have been, uh, you know, drilling that into people's heads since the very beginning of this arc. And I feel like we didn't need as much of this chapter devoted to that. Um, that being said, it, it was really cool to see, uh, all of the old characters we knew. And I really love some of the new designs, uh, including Sukiyaki and especially his Smithers guy. Um, I, I like that design. He, that he kind of looks punkish, but also looks like old school Japanese kind of thing. Um, Hyoguro with like the flames on his head at their full, you know, full fiery form there is fun <laughs> to see too. Versus the little one just on top of his head like he has now. The butters looking thing. Um, and yeah, Odin's Odin's hairstyle. I think we all knew that that's where that was going. We were all like, maybe not, but 
Yeah, of course it is. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this chapter. Um, but of course, again, the animals definitely stole the show here. Uh, that boar. Anyway, and they look like they're going to literally be stealing the show next week um, on, the, on the next chapter. Uh, do any of you guys have any final thoughts here? Um, the internet works fast because I've already seen multiple memes of uh, Odin boiling his stew like on top of Ace's body and various <laughs> other characters. Oh. Where, where, where can I see this? Where? Oh my god. Did Jill make it? No, no, it was on forums. Guys, Ace wow. is dead. Um, <laughs> the next chapter comes out November 1st. That's, is that not next week? Is that the week after? When is no, that? that's Friday. Oh, that's Which, Friday. Uh, oh, yeah, better hurry up. Next Monday, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. I think we're still going to be out our normal time um, on November third, uh, as far as I know. Um, so, yeah, we'll have you'll have two days to digest this chapter um, between uh, then and uh, our podcast. Yeah, it really does anyway. change how we do the podcast with only having like three hours. We used to have more time before reading and the recording. A little more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll be a lot more prepared, I guess. Yeah. I definitely miss a lot more going into things. You'll hear me on the show being like, Oh, I didn't see that thing. Um, so yeah, the next chapter comes out Friday. Uh, thank you guys for pointing that out. And, uh, we'll be back with the manga recap on November 3rd. Uh, but we have more segments to do. Let's, let's get into that. Yeah. And the recap. Yay. This is the Double Anime Recap for episodes 907 and 908. I'm your host Sam, and today with me we have... Once again, we have... Guess who? We have Ed. Hey, how's it going? It goes. We go. We uh, go. Over the top. We go over the top every day of our lives. <laughs> I, I heard we might be doing a new uh, openings ranking someday soon, so we'll see. So this, this is, is... It's not fair to judge these two episodes together. Yeah, they're practically two different shows. If we're going by, I don't know, a story, and like, it's a satisfying story and it wraps up and it tells... Like, it's it's weird to watch a self-contained episode of One Piece as I watch these back-to-back. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to watch this like this cool little story that wraps itself up in one episode and then what we got in this week's episode which while I enjoyed it it's re- really sort of draws a uh, comparison yeah so the first episode we're talking about this week is 907 and it's simply titled Romance Dawn there's no uh, they did not toify the title here it is. I, I assumed when they announced this, I thought it was going to be one of those two-hour, like, not on the regular Oh, schedule. God, no. Like, I mean, from the beginning, I knew there wasn't going to be enough material for that. Like, they're just, like, they made it up to, like, 40-something minutes the last time they did this, back in 2007. And even that was stretching it, unintended. That, yes. Like, that was pushing it. The Dragon Ball OVA that came out at that time was actually the, the better one. The one that introduced Tarble. Right. Yeah. So that was like a set of Dragon Ball and One Piece OVAs that came out at the time. The other Romance Dawn was 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 in that one, and um, yeah, I, uh, I I really enjoyed this one, and I, I think that they took it seemed like they took special care with the animation, or at least I don't know. I thought it looked pretty good. 
there was some good stuff in it. I really had problems with some of the the aesthetic choices, just in terms of oh, how it, they how it's like colored and rendered and all that. I don't know. There's a specific sort of unreality to it. It's like one of these low stakes kind of stories that you would find like in early One Piece movies, right. similar. Like, obviously, this isn't like a world changing conflict here. It's which weird, you know, to think about after watching One Piece Stampede this weekend. Yeah, so we are. This is the an adaptation of Romance Dawn, specifically Romance Dawn version two. Uh, mm-hmm. The ver- the prototype of One Piece, where it, in this version it was the it's the Garp version, and there is in where Luffy gets his hat from his grandfather. Right in Color Compendium One, there are sketches, I believe, from this period in the early days. Uh, part of that, and you can see the uh, the blue haired um, proto Nami uh, named Anne. Oddly enough, it uh, seems yeah. to be a name he likes. Yeah, he's been he's been thinking about it. So it begins with Luffy waking up on a boat. He's in his little dinghy like he is at the beginning of uh, the proper series. And he notices a it's like a panda bird thing mm-hmm. that uh, is flying overhead and it gets shot out of the air and it falls <laughs> into his boat. And yeah, it makes a big hole in his boat. And uh, <laughs> there's kind of a funny bit where Luffy's uh, trying to force the bird to stay in the hole like. He's plugging the hole with the panda's butt. <laughs> you know, a noticeably surlier Luffy. Uh, not doesn't seem quite as pure-hearted as the one we eventually got in the series. Like it, at certain points, he like straight up doesn't care about other people. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's more true of Luffy than we sometimes realize. I think one of the first what was it? There was there was some thing early on in one piece where like Luffy said something really, really cold. Um, that's kind of part of the, his charm is he, he acts like he's just like, so doesn't care. Uh, but when he does care, it really matters. I guess I remember him being earlier in one piece, um, more aloof. I feel like he didn't always react to what was happening around him. Yeah. I, that's how I felt they were. That's what they, I felt they were going for here. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, so, yeah, he's trying not to let his boat sink. And that is when a bigger boat shows up. And I was I definitely took note of the music, which is the same track that plays when Alvida is attacking in episode one of the show. It's um, all very early one piece. Music. Yeah. When, when Alvida is yeah. attacking the, the cruise ship, it's the exact same track. Mm-hmm. And this guy's uh, so weird looking, though. Yeah. The captain of the ship, who we will eventually know as Six Hones Spiel. Who in this? He's kind of proto Buggy the Clown. It sounds like a Yiddish vaudeville act. Six Hone Spiel, and he's voiced by Cho. He's voiced by Brooks, voice actor. Okay, and what? Anne is voiced by uh, Dami's voice. Yeah, yeah. And there's a and there's a Garb, of course. Yeah, and there's a random pirate uh, on Spiel's crew who is voiced by Zoro's actor. I did not pick up on that. So yeah, this is when we meet. Uh, and in balloon, so the the big the pirate ship shows up. They see that Luffy's got the bird that they're looking for that they shot out of the air, and so now uh, they've brought Luffy and the bird on board. And the bird's in a cage, and Luffy is meeting, and the blue-haired Nami, who is uh, tied up against uh, the mast of the of the ship, and it's very it's very reminiscent of uh, the early buggy arc in mm-hmm. a few scenes. It's kind of like a 
Alvida and Buggy, the, the Alvida chapter and the Buggy arc kind of rolled up together. I mean, you can see, you can directly see, like, Oda didn't come up with that many more new ideas before he started the series, I don't think. Yeah, he was just like, sort of ironing things out and trying right. to, trying things from a few different angles, but he had a lot of the, the basic ideas uh, in mind already. Like the first ten chapters, pretty much. So, yeah. Um, Luffy meets Spiel. We, Spiel's full design is kind of obscured. Uh, up until this point when uh, Luffy comments, you know what? Your head's kind of dumb looking. Uh, and That's then we get like, to see I his mean, head and he's like in I, shock because he can't believe this kid would just say that to him. Yeah, that's a natural. That's a, one of that's an Oda's favorite. One of Oda's favorite gags. Yeah, that, that was the whole Foxy. That was that was Foxy's main bit. Alvita, too. That's right. And he's like, oh, who's this? Who's this big dumb lady? Um, and they're <laughs> like, what? Yeah, like it never occurred to them that somebody would say that. Um, so they, they throw Luffy and Anne in the brig. They're in prison. They're chatting. And, uh, this is, I can't remember if this was in Romance Dawn version one, the concept of peace mains, the, the good guy pirates whose whole deal is that they mess with the bad guy pirates and Morgan ears. I, mm, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure which one was released in English. Uh, I, I haven't read that other one in a very long time. Yeah, I I was always glad that he kind of ditched the uh, the peace main idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. His English skills have gotten better as the years have gone on. I think not even not even just like as a name, just like as a as a concept. Like, oh, I'm going to be a pirate, but this very oh. specific kind of pirate, rather than just being well, a just pirate became... and letting his actions kind of speak for himself. And that that became the subtext. It's like right. All right, we, characters don't have to go around declaring this shit. Uh, and we get the flashback of Luffy and his grandfather, who looks suspiciously like Garp, although he has the, the classic straw hat in this version of the story. This is where Luffy gets his hat from. Striped pants, he's vacation Garp. Yeah, there's uh, the, the introduction of the gum gum fruit. At this point in the series, they, or at, this, at this point in the episode, they have not revealed uh, what the gum gum fruit does yet, but we have Garp kind of like... Just like holding it and being like, this is a devil fruit. Did you know that if you do this, this and that? And then like while Garp is talking, Luffy just, just starts munching on it right out of his hand. You know, this is um, this scene reminds me of something you'd see like Garp looks like a character that would appear in a One Piece parody in Gintama. You think so? I think so. With the straw hat and the way he's dressed. Like, I don't know. It just seems like a, he seems like a parody character. And it's interesting to see Luffy, the way they draw him at this age, which is not as, like, it seems like an age that we don't usually see Luffy at. Mm-hmm. So usually like, like, what, like seven years old. And then we see him like when he's a, like a teenager and he's about to leave. This is like a 10 year old Luffy. He's like lankier. And uh, it's interesting. It, like mm-hmm. to see him sort of act that way as a kid where he's, uh, he looks more like a, a modern child than he did, uh, when they did the flashback in the manga. Huh. I like this, Luffy. Um, yeah, and so there's a whole exchange where uh, Garp is is like, oh my god, I can't believe you did that. Did you know that if you eat that, you won't be able to swim anymore? And uh, Luffy has uh, a response that's like, oh, well, I didn't really want to be a pirate anyway. And Garp laughs like, okay, that's good. But then Luffy starts crying like, no, I'm sorry, I was lying. I really want to be a pirate. Uh. <laughs> so we come back to the present and uh 
they're talking Luffy and Anne are talking about their treasures and Luffy's hat is his treasure and balloon is Anne's. It's a little weird to hear her just crying out for balloon. I don't know. It's it's weird when you use you know words that you know In otherwise. Yeah, as a completely different thing. I mean, as Dragon Ball fans. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but One Piece doesn't usually do that. Uh, I, I like this gag where Anne's like, well, we're not getting out of here. We're trapped in prison forever. And like Luffy's just already walking over to the uh, the bars and he, he's reaching out. Well, they don't show out. it. Yeah, they don't, they don't show, show it. it, though, which is I, I like the way they hide that. That was fun. And just kind of like looks over her shoulder and the door is opening and Luffy's got the key, even though the key was across the room. Um, he's like, yeah, very surprised by that. And uh, Luffy is not giving, giving it away quite yet. So there, this is when, uh, this is the thug that is voiced by, by Zoro. He's like this big dude with a, a nose ring. Ah, this one where she's trying to unlock the, the bird. Yeah. She's trying to get the bird out Ooh. with the, the key and spiel is doing, did they say spiel has a, a devil fruit because he has these levitation powers. No, no, no. They say he's a magician. That's why he's trying to, and let's be clear about this, steal the bird's blood for magic. Right. That's because he's a magician. <laughs> like, this is basically the product of Doro Hedoro. Like, kind of like wizards are, uh, you know, they're taking people's life essence to make ma- to do their, like, evil wizardry. Yeah, this levitation stuff feels uh, feels like the kind of thing that got reused for, for Shiki. Yeah, he's using little Shiki didn't use a Harry Potter broom. Right, but... <laughs> So yeah, he's like throwing swords at Nami. He uh, he he eventually like the the thug Nami or not Nami. I keep calling her Nami. Anne and the the thug pirate who's voiced by Zoro. They get into a fight and she beats him. And then um, Spiel uh, uses his powers and he tosses his own crewmate overboard. I thought the part was very well animated. I liked yeah, I liked the fight with her and the uh, the nose ring guy. There was a weird there was a there there was was a weird boob sway. They got one in. Well, they are uh, they are animators after all. Uh, so Spiel shoots Nami, and she falls. And this is when like Luffy's appearing on deck. He he was below deck like collecting food and stuff, and he shows up. And then that's when we get the eye catch. And they actually used a unique uh, unique eye catch, if I remember correctly. That was yeah. It was like a like a six panel thing. Yeah the the stampede filler just reused. I think the wanted posters mm. from before the. Wano. Before Wano, yeah, it did. Uh, so we come back from the eye catch, and uh, Luffy is still not being very respectful to Spiel, and he's saying, "Your hair looks like a water bug," and uh, starting starting a fight. And uh, we learn that Anne was she was shot, but she was her none of her vitals got hurt, and uh, she was basically playing dead and waiting for an opening. But Luffy blew her cover, and so uh, Spiel shoots Luffy. But this is when we learn uh, that he, Luffy has rubber powers. That's what the gum gum fruit did. He gave made his whole body rubber. And as we know, bullets aren't very effective against him. Uh, they make it look more fight. violent. They make it look more violent in this, I think. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, they can't animate it that well, like every time. And also, I think Oda was introducing the concept, so I think he drew it more exaggerated. Yeah. Uh, so Spiel like, summons a giant hammer, hits Luffy with it. I kind of like the animation here where 
Luffy is like his whole body is kind of crushed. Under like the he's hammer, like a Stretch Armstrong. His, yeah, but his arm, but like his, like I guess his parts of his body are kind of like bubbling up under the hammer and like lifting the hammer as he like reflates. Kind of like a Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. And so, um, that's this is when Spiel says, "All right, fuck it." You, you screw you guys. I'm leaving. This crew is disbanded. He's leaving his own pirate crew behind. He's stealing. I got the, the bird that I'm away. going to use for my blood magic, and now yeah. I'm leaving. Uh, so he he leaves the the ship to die. The ship gets like destroyed and it's cut in half. And uh, Anne, who can swim, and Luffy, who can't swim, and saves Luffy, pulls him ashore. Luffy's very grateful, uh, but he realizes that Anne is not. Uh, She's not in her best state of mind. She's crying about Balloon because uh, Balloon is her best friend. I, I liked this scene where she's... But that even she wishes that he wasn't special. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, that's cute. Her friend is this like super rare creature that's special that everyone wants. But that's not why she wants Balloon. You know, Balloon's just her friend. And, she, and Balloon would be her friend even if he wasn't rare and special. And at least, at least if he was just like a normal mundane bird, then maybe uh, she'd still have him. Mm-hmm. So Luffy's are, so Luffy says, "Okay, I got this. I know, I know how to deal with uh, with with bad guys." And so he wraps his arm around the mast to like give himself uh, a way to fly. He's doing the gum gum rocket, basically. He goes fine. And uh, he catches up with uh, Spiel, who's flying on his broom with uh, with Balloon kind of tied behind him. And this is a great animated punch. Mm-hmm. Um, Luffy lets Balloon go. He, like, unties him, and Balloon flies away. And Spiel is kind of freaking out, like, no, my bird, my, my Ruku. The bird, the species of bird is called a Ruku. And mm. <laughs> Luffy has a great response, like, oh, don't worry. It's, it, it's, it's still coming back. It's like, what? Like, you almost think he's talking about the bird. It's like... <laughs> My right fist is still coming, and we realize that his this whole time he's been like stretching his arm backwards. Yeah, it's animated like with, with weird angles, and it's all over the place. And it, uh, you know, they don't usually. It feels a little make it look snake like that. I, yeah, I can see it. Uh, but it, it comes like, back, and, the, and I like I like when it um, punches out. Teeth. Uh, there's yeah. like a great wide shot when during the impact. Oh, I like where the teeth fly out, and there's blood <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it's very graphic. Yeah. Screw that guy. Uh, and so, yeah, that's the that's the end of that fight. But then Luffy is falling down into the ocean, and uh, that's when Balloon comes and catches him and grabs him in his mouth, like that one bird uh, at the beginning of the buggy arc. Um, and uh, Luffy has a little flashback to his grandpa, properly giving him the hat. And uh, then Anne and Luffy have a little goodbye, and Anne's doing the whole, "Oh, I hope you become a peace man someday." And uh, they they go on their way. Nice little story. Everything wrapped up. Much quicker than usual. Uh, if we can just continue right along into the next episode then. It's mm-hmm. 9.08. The coming of the treasure ship. Luffy Taro returns the favor. And the title card this week being, begins at 4 minutes and 27 seconds. And uh, we've got a little scene of Tama feeding Speed a carrot, which is adorable. you got Law scolding Zoro. And... Uh, I got time for her to feed, like, feed her like two or three carrots. Yeah. And uh, we have Luffy grabbing the giant like water bucket of clean water because he he left the barge to go pick something up in the episode before, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And, that, and he was going for the water bucket. 
him him lifting that whole thing was actually was, was pretty amusing. Yeah, like he looks so <laughs> awkward and weird doing it, but it's 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 a really like you get a, uh, a sense of how buff Luffy is. Like every time he's in, like every part of this episode that he's in, he's just like bulging out with muscles. <laughs> I keep thinking the water should be like splashing out at every jump because he's like and jumping kind across of town. It's Just like a, a little bit. It would it would be gone by the time he reaches he, Okobore Town. He's kakuing, but with water. Uh, so we reach Okobore Town where we're taking all the clean food and water, and uh, there's that montage where everyone's kind of destitute and crying and dying of hunger. And I remember or, in the manga, or, this is the scene yeah, where yeah. the woman's like going to yeah. kill her baby. But they cut that out for this. They, she's, just, she's just holding the baby. She's just looking sad. Yeah. Like, golly, I wish I had food. Not, I'm about to kill this baby because I can't feed it. it. Like, I guess you can't put that on television. Right. It does not surprise me that they left that out. Yeah. So, Luffy arrives and he slams the wa- the big jug of water on top of Batman and friends. Yeah, uh, they they you know. They tried to threaten the the Okobori town people. Like they were immediately caught after stealing all the food. They just Luffy just happened to crash down with a thing of water. So Luffy gives Tama an apple, and he's saying, "I'm paying you back for feeding me earlier." I mean, that's that's nice. And I like this little scene where uh, Holdem, who's like still kind of crushed halfway into the ground, uh, the the lion in his stomach is starting to wake up before he is, and you, <laughs> but he can't really go anywhere. He's kind of like reaching his arms out. Uh, that brings us to the eye catch of the episode. And, yep, uh, that as, brought us to the eye catch of the episode. And uh, I'm kind of speeding through this this recap. Yep. Uh, well, so I we mean, come back. It's, yeah, there's a lot of there, there's some tender moments, especially in the second half of this episode. But it's still not not much happens. I like this episode like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I, as I said, there's a lot of sort of good character interaction, but uh, it's still very slow moving. Uh, we have this very kind of old-timey Japanese music leading us through the montage of everyone eating and celebrating the fact that they have clean food and water now. And uh, Luffy is making his big dramatic promise to Otama that he's going to make Wano a place with clean food forever. Like this isn't this isn't just a one-time thing. This is what's this is what reality is going to be like forever. Once uh, by the time he leaves the country. I mean, and even at this point, it still sounds kind of painfully idealistic, but you want to believe it because uh, it was it was, still, it was a pretty pretty effective moment. I mean, when Luffy says he's, when Luffy says he's going to do something, you can trust that he's gonna he's gonna make it happen. Yeah, but also I, I always worry about like places like because Luffy just moves on to the next place afterwards. He doesn't really go backwards, so right. he's, he's got a so and he's got a lot of work cut out for him in this one. And uh, Tom is fighting back tears because it's just such a such a moving thing. Mm-hmm. Luffy, he's so Luffy is he's such a pure good guy. So the, our next target is the ruins of Odin Castle, and now there's a lot of intrigue going on with uh, Okiku, who seems aware of what that means to some degree. Uh, she's she's not like part of the she's not in on the Straw Hats and and Laws uh, relationship with. Uh, with the the samurai yet, but uh, so it surprises her that they're going to Odin Castle. Uh, they do kind of they do a good job of like building up the sort of ominous uh, Odin Castle. Like it really gives the story a sense that it's moving into its like its next fit. like this is sort of the opening. We haven't seen any of the other Straw Hat characters in forever, so we sort of wrapped up this Okabore Town like introductory phase of the story, and we we get to 
move on to we've established the stakes of Wano, like what it's what it means to the people of Wano. Yeah. So I think we can sort of move into the next phase of the story. It's like the second part of Act One. Yeah. Uh, Tama is left in Speed's care, and Speed is very. Um, she seems like she's going to be a good guardian. And uh, we we say goodbye to Tama for a while. And the people of Okabore Town approach Luffy Taro, and they're all thanking him. Uh, that kind of goes on for a while. But I, I, I like this. There, really there, was get... the, on, there was the one scene, though, that I I, lo- I loved in the manga with Zoro's like, seriously, let me look at the sword. Because uh, <laughs> as, as, Luffy's like, I, I need to be a samurai. I can't I can't give the sword back yet. Yeah. And Zoro's like, seriously, just let me look at it. Um, I like that we kind of get these moments with Luffy and especially with the kids of Wano. Reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of yeah. the kids from uh, Fishman Island. Yeah. And Tama has her flashback with, uh, with Ace. Yeah. Uh, Law is, he's grumbling off to the side, like a oh, pirate shouldn't do good deeds. It makes me sick. <laughs> we uh, stole the food, man. Yeah. And, uh, Luffy's like, we did a good thing. And, and Kiku is responding, but I mean, we did a good thing by stealing. Uh, yeah. so that's something. Uh, yeah. And Kiku's to- tagging along to Odin to castle. We have this little exchange where Luffy is, she has very shady reasons for she's not willing to explain much. Yeah, this this episode really wants you to suspect Kiku. Uh, but and Luffy, and Luffy like Luffy's like, oh, she's strong. She can we can trust her. And uh, Zoro's being kind of kind of sneaky, like, oh no, she's hiding something. And we have this little internal monologue with Kiku where, um. Like the the way the way she's talking to she's like pretend she's like being nice to the crew and like kind of playing along, but on the inside she's she's thinking like what are these guys up to? I should keep an eye on them. So you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I figured there would be some sort of goofy misunderstanding. I, it seemed like I had a really good sense of her at this point as like still as being like a good person. So there wouldn't be like I, I didn't really have a fear that she would be bad, but that there would be some sort of you know. Miscommunication, yeah. Sort of Considering deal. characters that we meet later, yeah, there's a lot of like, is this person supposed to be trustworthy? Are they supposed to be suspicious? Are like, is there going to be a, and and like, it's almost you know a red herring within a red herring where we're we're supposed to be suspicious of them just so we're not suspicious of like whoever is actually the person we should be suspicious of. Anyway, the yeah. the cliffhanger of the episode. And I like forgot that this was going to be the cliffhanger because it feels like such a dramatic reveal that um, we're going to the ruins of Odin Castle and that's where Luffy will learn the true story of what's going on and that is kind of tagged with this shot of a series of graves and those graves include Odin, who we know is dead, but it also includes Kinemon, Momonosuke, Raizo. Man, there's so many of these guys. (laughs) <laughs> what's the what's the artist guy? Oh, Conjuro. Conjuro, there we go. Yeah. So yeah, I I love the way that that ran into that uh, into that that cliffhanger. That's that's some good that's some good stuff. Yeah, it's it's still like a that's a, <laughs> still such a great cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Just in general, like even even when I know uh, what it what the secret is, I'm still like, man, good <laughs> shit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what are your overall thoughts on the episode? Um, 907, I don't like how it looks for the most part. 
it's 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 like in an uncanny. It doesn't quite look like One Piece. Well, I actually kind of like it because it because of that. It's adapting. It's it's well. One there's that thing that I really hate in general is when they when they readapt old material, but they're using like newer looking designs. Like Luffy See, does not look like early yeah. Oda Luffy. He looks like modern anime Luffy, but specifically not even modern anime Luffy. He looks like right before the anime reboot modern Luffy. Mm. Um and uh and it feels it, it feels like something that that they probably were making for a while or like started ma- started working on like not really even knowing that they were about to reboot the the anime's art style and so mm. to to make it look a little more interesting they just slapped a bunch of Instagram filters onto it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't really look like doesn't really look like one piece but i like that because it's i think it's supposed to be a little bit different and uh it it, it seems i don't know i just like the way the way it's the way it's off and and my, and my biggest my biggest pet peeve is i just don't like the uh the highlights in luffy's eyes like i think that's just just that's just a big no-no in my opinion don't hmm. don't uh don't make luffy's little dot pupils uh reflective huh. i didn't even notice that oh well and then 908, I think, is great. Um, there was a lot more just after the last few episodes where I'm, I'm getting used to just not much happening. By comparison, this felt like a lot was happening. Yeah. Well, we uh, got to have the party with the, the townspeople, even though if it's lessened in like, uh, like how desperate that they get. Uh, and that so works and for it, me. It, it builds works, to it. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, it works for me in the same way that some of the early 10 episodes worked, where you're just you're you're just kind of sitting back and immersing yourself in the uh, the emotional atmosphere of the of the location. I guess I I, I feel that more with the way that it ended, uh, that it built to a really good ending and sort of shifting of the story. But uh, yeah. I, I I found I was checking my watch at the beginning of the, of the episode a little bit. Yeah, and I thought I thought the Kiku intrigue was was strong. I thought there feels like they're really going for something here, uh, mm-hmm. something that that wasn't even necessarily being communicated in the manga. Um, but, uh, and then the cliffhanger, I just think it's a great cliffhanger. All right. All right. Uh, any other thoughts you want to add? I kind of talked over you a bit. No, nah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, where, where the, the Wano anime goes with its new art style and these new, uh, the new part of the story. All right. Sounds good. All right. Okay. We can move on. This is the Piece Together segment where we take your questions, comments, and theories and then murder it and eat Odin over it. Um, I know it got dark, but that's what we do here. Uh, Sam, uh, actually, Ed, what's our first part of uh, our Piece Together segment? This piece. Yeah, so we got Discord questions. Sam, lay lay them on us. Our first this piece this week comes from Stella, who says, I am Stella. And that's it. Good for you. <laughs> that's fantastic. I am Stella from the Piece Together segment. Uh, oh, from the Piece Together segment hijacking group. Uh, I will start Piece Together before Zach Sensei can uh, start the Piece Together segment. <laughs> I, okay. Now, I don't think that works on, on this as much as you think I, it I does. see what she's doing now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was then, actually wondering. 
I was wondering why no one has done that before. <laughs> there's, a, there's a break in her question, then dot, 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 did it work? I copied the format from volume 10 the very first time someone started the SPS before Oda. If it worked, I'll no. tell you when Jinbei is coming back. <laughs> uh, it took 10 volumes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what's the next question, Sam? <laughs> Our next question comes from Morgil, who says, Warning, the following question contains spoilers for Stampede. Viewer discretion is advised. So uh, I guess skip ahead on your podcast if uh, you don't want to hear yeah, spoilers. Yeah, skip ahead. Skip, press that 30-second button a few times. Go ahead. So, Laugh Tale, huh? Do you think this is something Oda himself decreed or just a spelling Toei came up with? Do you think Funimation will keep that translation when... Well, they do keep that translation, confirmed. When yes. the dub eventually reaches the... Oh, do you think they'll keep it for Zoe? Um, uh, I mean, they said it in the dub. Yeah. The, like, the the Japanese version kept the same pronunciation it was so throughout. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, the... So it was Voftel in the subtitle. Was it for you guys, too? I'm assuming it was. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. You, you were saying yeah. that. When I, yeah, when I brought this up, um, Steven mentioned that they might have just done it off of ADR, so they didn't have the video. They were just going right. off the audio. So they might oh, have yeah. even known then, that it was yeah. Laugh-tale, and that's why they kept it Raftal. Uh, that's the only explanation I can imagine, because I can't see, like, with as many times as it appears on screen, I can't imagine they would not do that. And didn't yeah. um, our own Greg... Uh, very close friend of Oda <laughs> confirm uh, that that's Oda's intention. I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they, it's. I think it's sort of mentioned on that Fisher Pirates uh, interview as well. Oh. Like it's. I think he mentioned something about about it. Um, I could be wrong though. I can. I can I, definitely say that we got uh, me. Uh, me. We meaning uh, Alexi got an email from uh, one of the parties in Japan saying, hey, this is what we're using from now on. Uh, what about you guys? And I was just like, uh, <laughs> a little too late. What? What? Uh, so I, I don't know how we're going to handle it in the manga the next time it comes up. The, yeah. I'm, assuming you're keeping it the, I'm assuming you're keeping it the same since Zolo is still spelt like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> but yeah, but he's been in the story the whole time. Like the thing about like Raftel Laftail is that we still don't even know what it looks like. It hasn't taken center stage, so you still have um, to, there's still gonna have I to be a reprint seen, for. Oh, sorry, I Lock, hadn't seen it pronounced Laftel since so until the movies. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole thing is that this just came out of the movie basically. Uh, it was it like be confusing oh. to switch all of a sudden. No, it would be confusing. But again, like I said, like it hasn't it hasn't been the center of the story until you know we get there. So. Like if we're gonna switch, we might as well switch now while we have the chance. And, you just need and it somebody. Does, it does have right. a meaning, you know. So like, yes, it, yeah. It, yeah. It makes it makes more sense as laugh tale than as raft tale. I mean, is just a word. That, Sam, you go. I was gonna say you just you need go. somebody in the dialogue to be like laugh tale, also sometimes called raft tale. <laughs> yeah, or like who knows, like. It, at worst, we might need to just like put a little editor's note, like the very first time it shows up, yeah. like previously yeah. called Raftel or something. But well, yeah. if, if I'm lucky, hmm. if I'm lucky, I'll be able to like somehow explain it or something. You know, like you know the laugh. This it's actually known as Laugh Taylor. You know, I don't know something. What it just depends on how like Goldie Roger and, and Gold Roger. Exactly. People yeah, keep pronouncing this wrong. It's supposed right. to be Laugh Tale. Right. Um, you never know. I mean, I'm I am super 
curious as to why it is spelt that way. It is a very, I mean, I mean, obviously that's a lot of the lore, I guess, that we're going to find out much later. Um, but it is a super Oda thing to call like the final thing laugh tale. Cause, um, cause yeah. you, you, you were there for Roger's journey. Remember all the laughs we shared. So I guess that's what the one piece is. Does it, uh, does it have to do with, Oh, <laughs> Because it's a like VHS montage. <laughs> Don't scare me. Sam. I, I, okay. I, that does seem very in line with Oda's intention that, that the One Piece itself or the adventure of One Piece is a tale of laughter. Yes. Um, and Morgil does continue. He says, uh, or will they change it back like they did with hockey between Filmsy and Sabaody? Um, see, I don't think that one is like a... Like in in film Z, they say like conqueror spirit, which I don't think is stepping on any toes. Mm. Um, oh, in the dub, yeah, that was yeah. that was before they reached Sabodi in the uh, in the dub. So like there wasn't uh, oh. that that was the first time that they would have mentioned hockey mm. if they called it hockey in in the dub. Oh, interesting. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, like that's not that's not a to, weird uh, that's not a weird thing to call it. I don't think. I feel like the only thing that I had to explain to my friends who hadn't seen One Piece before we saw the movie was, oh yeah, by the way, this is what hockey is. <laughs> Because they're going to say hockey a couple times in this movie. <laughs> uh, I say uh, pirates, and some of them have superpowers. <laughs> which is the easiest way to describe it. And I go, and there's a reindeer who turns into a Sasquatch. Yeah, it's just weird because at one point in the movie, like Sanji steps on Smoker's smoke, and, and Smoker goes, hockey, huh? And to a normal English speaker, you'd be thinking, like, he plays hockey, and that's why he's so good at, at kicking his ass. Well, you see, uh, Alex, hockey is what gave a pirate his strength. Uh, yes. It's, there's a yep, there's a layer in there that I'm... Yep. Okay, Sam. <laughs> Morgan has a lot more to say. Uh, and what about Viz? Hopefully Steven is on this week to answer this, which he has. Uh, will they change it, like, with rocks slash rocks that's another one like that will that get like a reprint the one volume that has rocks mm. rox no, i don't know it might it it might go into i i i don't know how they handle that sort of stuff like it might go into a a little like database of like okay next time we do a reprint of this we you know just change update this page or whatever but um I, it's not something that's big enough to like stop yeah. the presses and you right. know, change. Yeah, that, that, Stop the presses. Can I, um, I just want to add one thing. It's a thought I had. It's a little bit off topic, but uh, it's something that Steven said, maybe so like earlier when uh, in the intro. Uh, it's really cool that, you know, they're using a lot of terminology that Steven has uh, come up with in the translation for the manga. The only thing I'm worried about now is Funimation following that is despite already dubbing the arc with episode of Skypea, I kind of hope they don't like open the volumes again and be like, oh, well, he's called a Kami. So that's what we're going to call him in the dub. Nah, they, uh, they know what Kami means. <laughs> uh, only because uh, I don't I'm not sure. I think I think Funimation subs were different on Funimation now. But of course, the subs for on Crunchyroll for episode Skypea, it was all those Viz terminologies. Uh, Kami, oh, that's Vassal. right. The, the yeah. Crunchyroll, the episode of Skypea on Crunchyroll says Kami. Yeah. Uh, forgot about that. I'm not familiar with the Funimation Now version. I don't know That's if it's said God and all that. that. No, they shouldn't. They should not. That's why you have to be careful. You have to you have to check the translator. But it's not Stephen Are Paul. Whispering the rest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you know, Reverie, Lovely, Marie Joa, 
all that stuff. Uh, well, well levelly, levelly is BS, right? I mean, <laughs> hey, let, let me <laughs> here. All right, uh, it, it's not a, it's not a good. Trip. We're putting our foot down. No, no levelly. Yeah, hill, that one, maybe that one levelly. Yeah. No. The pro levelly doesn't mean anything, and reverie kind of does. It's like the right. it's the same <laughs> it's, the it's the same yeah it's the same logic you would use between laugh tail and roth tail. Actually, it's the same. It's like the almost the opposite of the mistake that Oda usually makes. It's like this is a word and it's incorrectly spelled because he doesn't speak English. Uh, this is the, the laugh tail thing is the opposite of, of of that issue. Anyway, Sam, go ahead. Also, Alex. what are your opinions yeah. in general on the name? I personally think it sounds a bit silly, Morgill says. I I actually on the name One Piece or Laugh Tale? <laughs> do, do you think Laugh Tale it's, it's is too a silly late to name. name the One Piece? I actually prefer Raftel, weirdly enough, because I think he mistakenly made another word that fits in a pirate nautical themed universe. Raft Tale. Like I, I always thought yeah. it was a made up nonsense name for a place. Laugh Tale does go. Those are a little just words. Up. Yeah, like they, they don't they don't make you think of a place or or it's not it's not a piece of terminology anymore. It's just like two English words. Exactly, and it makes me lean towards the hokey like, oh crap! I hope this doesn't end with them all in a church together like Lost did, where the journey was about being <laughs> friends or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I the journey is a- has like a re- really dark ending. Like that's where the laughter ended for the Roger <laughs> pirates because then they all fucking killed each other. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I definitely don't want to go to the island where the music died. Uh. <laughs> Matt, Matt, maybe the, the maybe the one piece is that you realize we should have all went to church together. Yeah, non-denominational uh, church, if I remember. Obvious, Unitarian. Yeah, what are you are what are you our grandmother, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> I'm your See, Jewish I, grandmother. I like, <laughs> go ahead. I like Laugh Tale because it might have some sort of potential meaning, sort of like you know, Logetown. Uh, right. at at some point, you know, might have a deeper meaning. Uh, yeah, tail. Drake's talked about it and like suggested that maybe it's similar to um, like Skypea, like it's uh, like this kind of imaginary folk tale place that people laugh at you if you believe yeah, in it. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because if you translate laugh tail into Japanese, it would be waraibanashi, which means like like a story that you laugh at or that you laugh about or something like that. It, it's, it's more of like a mocking term kind of. Oh, like, like mocking. Like mock like, town. Like, yeah, like Jaya. Yeah. 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 Mock, mock town. town. <laughs> uh, yeah. There we go. Alex, the only question I have is what does the scouter say about his power levelly? <laughs> oh my God. Go to the next question, oh. please. The, the, the dub really helped me like accept laugh tail because they, it's, they sound like they've been calling it laugh tail the whole time. Like they, it sounds so natural. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then just to finish up Morgul's like paragraph, uh, okay. There's the spoily. There's the actual spoilery part of stampede that I think we can, uh, just sidestep. And then he says, anyway, aside from all that, the movie was amazing as shit. I can't wait for the Blu-ray so I can freeze frame on all the crowd shots. Yeah. I'm, I I'm very excited there's gonna for be, that. Yeah, go ahead. There's going to be freeze frame parties. There, like, I, I gonna think say. people are going to gather Come to my house. <laughs> No, you won't go out of your way to a theater. I'm not traveling. <laughs> I'm not going to Minnesota. <laughs> the mountain goes to Muhammad. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay. What is, is, do we have another Discord? Yes, we have one final this piece, which comes from Grim. 
and he says, I've got three words for you. Bad, and he's doing the clap emojis, bad boy Kinemon. And I couldn't help reading his lines in Snake's voice. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, curious right. the, I'm curious about the connection there. Uh, also, the reveal of Odin, we finally get the Florida man of the One Piece universe. Oh, <laughs> my Florida God. Man redirects it. River into town, causes mass flooding. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Zach, is it too late to change the title? No, Florida ask Maddie. <laughs> Florida man creates secret harem in mountains, fights husbands Odin man. of missing women. Guano man. Yeah, I, I was gu- I was going to joke about the virgin husbands versus the Chad Odin, but <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> oh, God. oh boy, I broke Sam. I mean, right, yeah, is that is that the last question, Sam? Yeah, that was yes. the last. Question. Um, while Sam is breaking, uh, Stephen, what do we have on Reddit? This is a good podcast this week. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, speak too right. soon. You'll jinx it. <laughs> it's all downhill uh, from here, guys. Yeah, I'm going to get into strict politics. <laughs> already. I want you to know my thoughts on why I don't like Robin. We're going to get into my <laughs> what, bounties and why I don't give a shit. Let's go there. No, I'm kidding. We'll save all right. for my private DMs. What did you, you say all. about Robin? I know. It's a long, I mention it every time I'm on the show because I want to. I want to start some kind of discourse, but we don't need to get into it right now. She's my I least mean, favorite straw hat, but whatever. Steven. The discourse is your opinion is different from other people's opinion. Um, that's that's it. Our our first comment is from Lord Nemo five ninety three, who says to follow up for the last time where we have gone through the ranks of commanders for each crew. Now there are only the emperors themselves. So which do you like the least and the most? Drum roll, please. Oh, God. Gaimon, Condoriano from the G8 filler arc. Oh, my God. Buggy, Batman, the man from Wano, and the farmer with a shotgun. I got the correct list, right? Those are the <laughs> closest to becoming the new Pirate King, right? Oh. Well, so, first off, first off, I'm there's sorry. only f- four emperors. That's the problem. Well, that no, that, that checks out because the farmer with the shotgun is dead. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. He's dead like for that, a man. long time, yeah. Woo. This is yeah. really good, but... Um, it's what, <laughs> um, The guy so uh, was a Condoriano. Um, Condi Oriano is how yeah, he wrote that, it. That's yes. how he wrote it. Condi <laughs> Oriano. That's, uh, it's, it's Inspector Shepard, right? That's who it yeah. really is. Or are we talking about just the made-up persona that Usopp made? Because um, Shepard is like uh, he's like uh, dollar Christ. store spandom, uh, but Robin in Shepard's clothes—it's it, an underrated look. That is something we talked about at the uh, Universal screening. Uh, that is an underrated look for so Robin. So, what's your answer, that. Steve? <laughs> uh, well, it's it's Shepard. Uh, he's he's not even canon. Guys, it's buggy. Like this isn't. Buggy, this yeah. isn't save even it, a contest. Save it for uh, save it for filler up. Gaimon is a very close second, though. Gaimon oh, wait, is a very. Wait, close are we saying second. our favorite or least favorite? Because it's buggy. Uh, least yeah. to most. You're supposed to rank them. Oh, uh, Shepard. Uh, who else we got? Gaimon, farmer with shotgun. Buggy. <laughs> I know you're right. Farmer with a shotgun. Uh, wrong series, but I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah, he's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's Stephen? I think have a could... power level of five, if I remember correctly. Yes. So. He did, yes. <laughs> very, 
Very good job, Steven. Anyway, go ahead. Next time I'll come. Power levels don't always change like the bounties. What's this bounty? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. They're puns. <laughs> Wait. So, Steven, can you make a pun with Farmer with a shotgun into Give bounties? him a bounty pun. Yeah, exactly. Give him a bounty pun. If they ever pun. make another Dragon Ball Z movie, I hope that the Farmer with a shotgun is played by – Wait, no. It can't be played by Rutger Howard. No, yeah, he would yeah. have to be he would yeah, have to dude. be played by Norio Wakamoto next time. Um <laughs> I wish. Uh I, anyways. All, yeah, okay. So actually one of the words for farmer is Hyakusho, and it oh literally has Anji for a hundred in it. So that would be I fun. love you, dude. <laughs> uh, Steven, you're my favorite. <laughs> that was awesome. Steven's a genius. Uh <laughs> all right. So our next uh, That's canon is, that's canon now, by the way. That's canon, yeah. Put it yeah, in the SBS. <laughs> put put on the One Piece wiki, yeah. yeah. Just someone, please, someone, please make an entry on the One Piece wiki for the farmer with a shotgun and his bounty at a hundred, and his and his seiyu as Norio Wakamoto. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, go ahead. Right. Uh, so Sabird says I've been watching and reading One Piece since 2006 ish, and I've never seen a One Piece movie, assuming they were all a piece level filler. After listening to Greg gush about it, I bought tickets in a moment of passionate hype. I really enjoyed it and Matrix the dub out in a second. My one complaint was the change to CGI for a, yeah. a certain character, which was a stark transition from Agreed. my favorite yeah. thing about the movie, which was the art style and detail. It just reminded me of peak One Piece art a bit. No glossy filtering, no jiggling, and more manga-esque lines. Anyway, with the dub coming back, the people want the most important role to be confirmed – Will Steve be accepting the role of Dellinger? Steve, would you like to explain? Uh, there's a lot to explain here. Um, <laughs> it's been so long since I did that. Yeah, like back when Sanji was in the manga and I needed a new, uh, you know, I needed a new boo to fanboy about for the time <laughs> being, I chose uh, the other kicky boy, Dellinger. Uh, it was fun. You have a type. Uh, you have a type, Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the ones that that can kick. Um, no, I Dellinger's fun. Always did like the Paul Lin voice with it. Uh, Alex uh, does a lot better, but he tries to teach me. Uh, I don't want to play. I don't. I don't want to play Dellinger though. I want someone good uh, and someone who's an actor to play uh, Dellinger. But you're I already do, Doctor Fishbone. I am Doctor Fishbone. And uh, that voice. Uh, it's it, it's kind of like it, it's a little bit southern. Like I'm. I'm pulling up my britches every time I talk, like or, or like the it's belt. Like he's, he is literally, I am actually, he is literally pulling up his britches. <laughs> yeah, he uh, no, <laughs> Steve. Steve, um, do you wear britches when but, you do this podcast every week? <laughs> what? Go oh, ahead. Yeah. I pull up my britches, but uh, I don't want. I don't want to play Dellinger. I want someone really good to play Dellinger. I do want to play that guy in the crowd when they announce that. Uh, the Doflamingo family members or the Don Quixote family members will not be competing in the Coliseum. I just want to be the guy that says he really wanted to see Dellinger's high heel. I just, I, I <laughs> fly me in, <laughs> fly me in. I don't care. Uh, I just want to do fly me line. in. I don't care. <laughs> like as if that's an easy thing to oh, do. Wait, no, 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 I was saying, like, I'll fly myself in. Oh, I don't okay. care. There you go. Pay me to pay me to travel so I could do. Can't you just line. email Mike McFarland at this point and just like say, for the love of God, please. All I'm asking for. <laughs> um, How I'm do I voice do the boar, you guys? We got like two years <laughs> to get on it. Let's start putting the word out right two? there. 
he yep. got more than two. You gotta <laughs> you gotta come along with the snork and you gotta play along with the snork, Matt. It's Fine. So much to do, so yeah. much to see. <laughs> uh, what right. were we talking uh, about? <laughs> let's go. Oh, on they to... were talking. They were talking about the CGI, and I do agree that that was extremely distracting. I, yeah, I did. I did not like the CGI. No, me I'll either. be honest. It, it it bummed me out because the person I brought with me, like, I did not. It, it made me feel Im- almost a little embarrassed that I brought them yeah. to like, oh, this isn't supposed to have CGI. Like, even the animation style a little bit. It just wasn't indicative of one no. piece i thought and especially like the the dbz nature of like a 45 minute long fight scene movie like while the movie was super fun it just i don't know that it felt as one piece as the last three movies i've felt uh in the dub uh Agreed. frankie invokes the uh dave Chappelle sunny d bit and goes what's that what was the what's that purple stuff oh my god <laughs> yeah. man clint was it clint beckham for the win so the next question is from Falcon Gales, who says, seems like Oda has a habit of using characters from the most recent major arc as material for his cover stories. Who from Wano would you like a side story of and what would they do? I realize this also shows off what you think Wano will look like at the end. Sorry for asking for predictions. Mm. <sighs> Man, that's a tough one, considering we're not even done. Yeah. Hey, Tetsu, maybe? Or maybe that Transforming Fox, that'd be cool. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Onimaru, that'd be a good one, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that works with his, like, wordless storytelling style. Yeah. He doesn't have to speak. It'd be quite sweet. I think I would like anything that would be a, uh, I don't know, something that ended up on the cutting room floor of the main story of Wano, something that, like, he kind of would have liked to have told. That was uh, like a facsimile for some Japanese folklore that, you know, wouldn't fit in the main Wano storyline. But, you know, just as a fun side thing, that would be neat. Or, or um, like, what's his name? The um, I'm blanking on his name. The Yokozuna. Um, uh, Ushimaru. Ushimaru. Uh, yeah. Was it Ushimaru or was that a different character? Uh, I think it is right. No, I think it's right. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of Marus yeah. and Oros and O's uh, and, in this arc. Yeah, so. uh, it would be uh, Ushimaru's quest to become Yokozuna again. Right. And he has to go and basically sumo everybody in Wano. Ushimaru, is that like with <laughs> three U's? And... <laughs> Ushimaru. U- Urashima, that's what it was. Urashima. Oh, Urashima. And who's Ushimaru? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Ura- um, Urashima, what's the next question? Right. Oh, yeah. Why? Uh, all right. A grand reboot says, I don't know if this was already discussed or how sound my info is, but to discuss the scene where Odin is said to take women to his place, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was a form of courtship to ask a lady for their hand in marriage, at least among lords and ladies. Uh, P.S. This message is not advocating for anyone to practice this art of courtship and is only here for informational I mean, purposes. Not when they're already married. Yeah. Also, I think this is to depict Odin not as a good guy, but as hard-boiled or bad boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it is definitely meant to show, like, especially because it's like, oh, they can leave at any time. They don't want to leave because he's just such a pain. And he was That's like basically ten. What or the six? insinuation was? <laughs> no, <laughs> he was no, no. He was fifteen. Uh, that sounds funny. Yeah. Then fifteen. Didn't you Sli- think he'd be more, more attractive? You don't think he's attractive? <laughs> 
I was, ex- I, I was expecting a real hunk. I was expecting a real hunk for Odin. I was like, get out of here, this guy. I mean, he looks in his, he's, he looks middle-aged he, in his 18s. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a hunk. He's definitely the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure yeah. type, as I mentioned before. It's... The 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 helipad. He's got the big is, chin, yeah. big strong chin. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Jaw. yeah. It's all jaw and chin. I don't but like yeah, that. I don't like that JoJo is, look, guys. His face is chiseled. <laughs> yeah, it's the hair. It's the hair. Uh, next question. Zoro's a honk. All right, Law's a honk. Let's <laughs> Sorry, let's go. Let's continue. No, Law's. Come on, Law's an otter. He's a lotter. <laughs> That's the second time I've heard that term this week. <laughs> the other time was for Sanji. Yeah. What the hell is an otter? Oh, yeah. Yes. Do we know what their body hair situation enough to deem them an otter? Sanji has very hairy legs. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, Sanji. We're, talk- of, we're talking of to the Sanji's legs. Here, yeah. so. I am. Officially <laughs> Sanji's isn't that always hair. Sunny scene? Okay. Sanji's otter legs. <laughs> Sanji's otter legs. I just eat. Does Sanji eat on his tummy? <laughs> that always sunny scene where they're talking they like about. come in and he's shelling the clams and he's like uh. I, maddie i don't know if you're you're taking sanji tober uh recommendations but uh that is something i want to see uh what's what's the next question steven all right uh black northwind says uh, hello, OPP. So last chapter, when Odin was looking at the map of Wano, executing his oh, evil I think he plan, means Orochi, uh, yeah. I think you mean Orochi. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't help but notice that the rebellion can, in fact, get there by passing through the capital. It just so happens that a festival is happening there. Uh, Koshiro, I think you mean Kyoshiro, is in charge while Orochi is gone and the other samurai force is locked up there. Also, about that brief scene in Ebisu Town, could perhaps that money be from Komurasaki slash Hiyori, which she has gained from those three schemers from Chapter 940? Your thoughts? Um, I like the idea of going through the flower um, capital. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know if Oda would necessarily like leave it in plain sight like that. Uh, I think he would probably just say, oh, well, yeah. there were some, you know, river... Some oh otters uh, helped them across the rivers or something. <laughs> Law is just um, swimming across the water. Wait, he can't swim. Uh, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's, yeah. Um, well, yeah, the other thing about uh, the, um, the no. money, I guess we didn't really talk about that, but uh, with the whole like money showing up and they were saying, oh, it was, uh, you know, Ushimitsu Kozo again, that definitely just basically outright states, okay, you know, it definitely was not Yasuie. Someone else who is still around. Oh is yeah, it could doing be the, the Robin Hood thing. Yeah, it could be her. Uh, that would still. be the exact opposite of Jill's theory about Komorosaki, um, in that she is actually Robin Hooding it up instead of uh, being some sort of secret evil person. Yeah, yeah. evil. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Because wasn't when they? Because there was a scene when Yasu is is being executed when they when it was announced and uh, uh, what's the what's the thief? Uh, Ushimitsu Kozo. Yeah, because it's Some, somebody third. mentions, like, right. oh, they caught Ushimitsu Kozo and uh, Komorosaki or Hiyori's response is, oh what? That's God. impossible. That's, that, that's <laughs> not that not he's around. me. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they also, they also had the, like, oh, it's the, you know, it's he's named that because it's the third hour of the bull and they caught him. That's when he shows up and they caught him at the second yeah. hour of the rat or whatever. So Because Ushi, I know, time. is bull because like, that's Lucy's Ushi is Ushi. And uh, and Mitsu is anyway, three. Anyway, please continue. 
Uh, all right. So Nivers, our favorite uh, prompter oh, no. of random questions, says, since mm. Nacho's Flanders style is cucumbers with cottage cheese, <laughs> each of the straw hats had their own style of nachos. What would they be? And as examples, Luffy's would just be slices of meat with meat, and Nami's would be slices of tangerine with So it's like they just make your own dish? <laughs> Sounds like... Well, I, I guess the implication is that it has to have something, something on yeah. top of the, uh, you know, the conveyance to the mouth. Yeah. Azoros are whiskey <laughs> on beers. Sora's <laughs> <laughs> been not just going to drink a bunch of alcohol. <laughs> That's all that is. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Zoros would be like uh, something on <laughs> razor blades. I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Blood on razor blades. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hello, Frankie. Ooh. Cola on top of hamburgers. Ew. <laughs> I don't know why that's disgusting, because you could Sticky eat those, hamburgers. like, eat and drink those at the same time, but uh, something sounds nasty about just soggy cola hamburgers. Yeah. Choppers. Because you don't yeah. taste them at yeah. the same time if you yeah. eat and drink them at the same time. There you go. Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a French dip, Zach. Oh, dip a burger I've been having cola. a this whole time. <laughs> But you could. Yeah. That's a that's doesn't what mean you should. Ah soup or ah soup as an ah stupor. I don't know. Fuck. I, Does Jimbe um, eat fish? Would his thing be fish? But then I just realized what a fish They do eat, eat fish, I think. Fish. Uh, I think fish and yeah. fishmen are different, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it still seems a little too close. Like, I mean, some eat people eat. eat. <laughs> but sharks. Well, what if you Sharks could? eat yeah. fish. Sharks eat yeah. fish. Yeah, but sharks are assholes. Jimbe's a mace. No, Jimbe's a shark. He's a whale shark. To be fair, whale sharks. Yeah, but whale yeah, sharks, sharks like are the krill. nicest of sharks. Aren't those yeah, krill fish? Are fish. Yeah. They are no. fish. Oh, you're right. They're shrimp. Whale sh- Shark, yeah, wait, whale yeah. sharks are fish. Yeah, because yeah. yes. they're fish. They're huge. They're right? shark, like they're, yes. Not whales. Like they open their mouth yeah. in the ocean. Like everything's gonna get in there. Whale so sharks are like awesome. Fish in there, so uh, no, but like they're called whale, they're called whale sharks, I believe, yeah, they because they are as large as many whales. They're the largest fish. Period. Yes, but they are friendly. Too, they are I think just like chimpanzees, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> like chimpanzees. <laughs> it all came. Thanks, Sanji. Sanji style nachos are like <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> oh. Just a big That'd bowl be just of yeah. really yeah. good nachos. I think yeah, uh, Sanji would like San- cigarette Sanji butts and blue guacamole. cigarette butts over blue <laughs> chew. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. <God. laughs> uh, no, yeah, Sanji's Sanji's, Sanji's, uh, Sanji's nachos would have been perfected to the point where they're not soggy. He like layers them up like properly and puts them. Yeah, in the oven. and I'm pretty sure like, he would make like <laughs> every nacho is like perfect. Like you have all the stuff on each. Yeah, nacho. he'd make oh, yeah. fresh guacamole at your so table, like uh, brie cheese or something crazy like that. He's super. Okay, can we gourmet. please move on to the next segment before I eat a um, bunch of nachos? All right, last one. <laughs> last one on Reddit is from Quick Password, who says salutations, everybody. With the news, the dub is continuing with I wish. Pink Hazard. Are there any specific scenes you can't wait to hear in the dub? Hearing Law's new age speech from Matt Mercer is one of my most anticipated moments. I'm looking forward to to uh, to Truce <laughs> Ruza. Uh, <laughs> I want uh, no. I want. Oh problems. yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Well, I'm looking forward to the moment where Zoro grabs. Sanji in Nami's body's hand 
And Brooke is like, oh. That is specific. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm looking um, forward yes. to all yeah. Caesar yeah. clown. That's the yeah. right answer. Wait, I forget. I forget if in the in the anime do they switch no, the voices too, or is they it? They don't. They, oh no, they switch the voices. The, oh the yeah, voices yeah, that's, follow that's the the personality. I'd rather uh, them all. I, yeah, that's a little disappointing. Didn't we I just want them to act that. like the other? Yeah. But I understand that yeah. from a from a clarity point of view. Your your voice comes from your heart, guys. <laughs> Oh, that's true. That's right. That's why. Said. That's why you, you can hear Zoro's uh, Zoro's regular <laughs> voice even if his mouth is full of swords. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to uh, I, I, the Doflamingo family's got such like a you know they're 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 weird. So I'm looking forward to hearing their voices. I'm really really hoping. Oh uh, yeah. Pika, they get someone that could just do a really high pitched voice. Um, uh, <laughs> I know it won't be, but. Um, <laughs> Okay, Ed, it's time to... I mean, we're done with Reddit, right? Stephen? We have no email. Uh, what about email? Or none. I, I, we have a lot to get to. Oh, Ed, man. No emails. <laughs> it's time to... <laughs> Peace the tweet. What do we got this week? Yeah. I, I was going to comment, I have oh no <laughs> emails. Uh, <laughs> remember that big heads thing? <laughs> Five hours yeah. ago, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first one comes from Elvergun, who uh, liked Brooks' oh, yeah. stampede. So that oh, was, yeah, that was great. Yeah, everyone <laughs> laughed, laughed really, it, really hard. Yeah, that, everybody that was that. Pro- it's good. Our, our yeah, that was probably the forever. best Brook fart joke though that I could think of. I think yeah. Chopper's reaction is really what made it amazing. Yeah. Robin, and too. at least, I don't know how, because obviously we didn't see the dub, but Cho doing Brooke's voice when he's like trying to apologize, but he's <laughs> laughing is. is really funny. I, Ian, but Ian I was is, expecting... Ian is great. Yeah. But I was you also expecting... Him to the, oh, first. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I just want to know, like, how could Brooke fart when he doesn't That's have That's exactly what I was just going to say. <laughs> Or an internal digestive system. Did everyone ever go to the science of how Brooke is farting or okay, any bodily functions? <laughs> well, that's really something. In the dub, he mentions that he doesn't I have any butt cheeks. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Clint Beckham for the win. That's the, I'm guessing the script writer. Yeah. That's the writer. Uh, anyway, Ed, what's uh, next? Yeah. Double check. Make sure. Okay. Next one comes from Zoe Rabbit, who has a uh, crackpot theory. Who says, "I think Sabo and Vivi got married with Cobra's dying blessing." What do you think? Uh, I support that ship. Wait, that was in the newspaper when everyone's like, "Sabo, no." <laughs> well, if I was Sabo, uh, that's how I would feel. Sabo, no, it, you're moving too fast. You have another great woman. Have you ever? Yeah, have you ever talked um, to Koala? Yeah. Seems so. unlikely. All right. Um, all right. Emil Norpol asks, knowing your bounties for a few weeks now, what would all your epithets be? Love the show and uh, your work towards legal One Piece reading. So, if Zach, if you were a pirate, what would your epithet be? No, we've be? done this already. Right. We've done Zach. this question. Yeah. Zach, yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay. Guys, right. Right. stop so, repeating that. He is roast beef Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone shut up. Zach. Guys, I mean, we can't do it again. I literally are... have the power to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> well, calm down. There, I think there, there might be some oh, people okay. here that weren't. Well, Matt, what I would, can't remember who is all there. Matt, what would uh, your I don't even know be? what mine 
Um, <laughs> the bong hit kid. <laughs> All right. Seems that went over well in this room. I'll take it. Uh, what what would be your catchphrase in One Piece? Would be do it with a bong. <laughs> also, my ba- my bounty would be four hundred and twenty berries. Thank you very much. Yeah. You're really short selling yourself. Obviously, Wait, well, would we, your f- we do know Maddie's. <laughs> Maddie's is uh, Sanji's play uh, hair, number one. Play number one. Yeah, that's my official title for everything. <laughs> I don't remember what mine was. Sanji's mine's cool, just like Steve. Steve. <laughs> like yeah. guy. Well, people at one of my last jobs just saw, started calling me Tall Steven because is there, there was a there was a very small Steven. Steven, what there, would yours so. be? Steven. Did they call him Small Steven or just Steven? Uh. I hope they started calling him Small Steven. At well, least no, that's the Bob's Burgers yeah, thing. Yeah. The, <laughs> t- what was it? The tiny and regular size of Rudy and tiny Rudy. Um, Stephen, what's yours? Uh, oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Translatorsaurus is such a... Yeah, yeah. Special uh, guest. Special yeah. guest. <laughs> I think Translatorsaurus is such a good, you know name as well like, someone like said like national treasure or something that, like that, that. Kinda, what was the i that was from oh another, is that from another episode i i actually it's funny that uh special guest is a thing because i've always thought like if i had a band i would call it <laughs> special guests so that that way it's on every flyer <laughs> as special guests <laughs> it's just <laughs> movie history. I'm making movie history. What's it about? <laughs> okay, what, what's what's what next? Call it? Ed. Okay, our very own Brian Newton writes in Dark Kings World on Twitter. He says, "Kozuki Odin died as he lived, boiling." Uh, comparing my life to his makes me realize I've done nothing with it. I've yet to demolish a bear with a boulder. <laughs> Brian feeling so right you got to get out more. Um, <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, what's the next question? Uh, Saeed, hey, man, some blue. people are a late bloomer. Paul Giamatti <laughs> didn't kill his first bear with a boulder until he was like 45. So. You see, I'm not in L.A., yeah, but I'm there, assuming guys. that's how you know you've made up. it in L.A. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Saeed Abdu says, do you guys think that the three guys who were at Miss Suru's tea house are Bingo, Bungo, and Bongo? I love how they're kind uh, of the gag characters. Oh, my God. They could be. I, I didn't. I, I have to look back at those designs, though, but that would be very funny. I thought I would have recognized them, but yeah, that would be funny. Uh, what's next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You, you never you never forget. A oh, unibrow. yeah. One of them had a unibrow. Like, yeah, yeah. probably not. Yeah. Well, Wado Ichimonji has a unibrow as well. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe he gets trapped in the sword. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, Peter Jensfeld asks, Halloween is coming close. The Straw Hats usually get Halloween outfits every year. But if you could choose, what kind of costumes should they wear this year? Although we did already get the official uh, One Piece Halloween costumes. So we got oh, Wolf Boy Sanji from a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, that's the only one. I've had all my. Maddie, do you like that? I'm good. Go ahead. I want the stra- I want the straw hats dressing as Pokemon, dressed as other Pokemon. <laughs> that's a hat. That's very hat. specific. Wow. That's that's what I want this year. <laughs> um, can can Luffy just dress up as like a vampire or something again, just so Alex could do his Vincent Price voice? 
Excuse me, did somebody <laughs> say my name? <laughs> I'm afraid I've arisen from the grave because you said my name one time. Okay, what's next? <laughs> All right, Nerva Sprout says right. that uh, Odin's got some strong protagonist vibes. Seeing how impressive he is makes me all the more excited to meet Toki. She must have been really special for Odin to fall for her. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, um... Mo McDonald says, since we have such a huge cast for Wano, do you think we might end up with a bunch of characters attacking Kaido, kind of like some that of the fights possible? in Stampede? I think that's, yeah. Except with us CGI. So. <laughs> that's pretty, like, that's... <laughs> I, it's hard to yeah. do. And, <laughs> well, there's, there's always the future. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's next? Uh, she, uh, Mo also asks, favorite Zed. One Piece movie character? Oh yeah. yeah, it's gotta be Zed. Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, well, it's, um, I almost want to say Shiki's great. Shiki, but only because agreed. Of, only because of the dub. I, I I would say that for um. Oh god, who is the uh the, the villain? Tesoro. 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 Tesoro in the dub. Very good. Yeah, I also I'm a big Tesoro fan, but uh. Mm-hmm. Nothing could be like uh, Golden Lion Shiki dressed in Japanese clothing. Yeah, that's pretty Caribbean. great. Yeah, that's uh, great. It's amazing. That. <laughs> Unironically. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so as I was going through like different One Piece movie characters in my brain, and it's really hard to to pick uh, a really good One Piece movie character before film goal or uh, film or uh, Strong World. Um, but then I remembered that the the right hand man of uh, Gaspard in movie four is named Needles, and I just can't stop thinking that his full name is Douglas J. Needles, like in Back to the Future. Oh yeah, those needles. Ed, that's the next question. So okay. does that make that that proto law in that movie? Is that Marty McFly then? Uh, I wouldn't call that proto law. That's like I think it, he was supposed to be like a. I guess no, he is like a proto law. Uh, Shurai. Um, yeah. I also considered him a, an ace facsimile too because he has a cool hat. Um, <laughs> you, don't like you don't like Laws. You don't like Laws. You know Arctic Seal hat. I, I like his Arctic Seal hat. Oh, uh, movie five has an ace facsimile too. Um, oh, Zoro's best friend that we've never heard about before until uh, this movie. No, not Saga. Saga fucking sucks. I mean, like, uh, there's he's like a, he's like a wearing a marine hat. It's backwards or something, but he's got like freckles. Whoa, he's so cool. Ed, yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> Zed, Zed, is, Zed is my answer, <laughs> by the right. way. Next one comes. All right, next question comes from friend and future podcast guest. Oh, yeah, you met him, David right? Bednar says, Everybody, tell me one more. Yeah, nice. I met him at the, on, on Thursday. He's a good guy. Anyway, everybody, tell me one more exploit of Odin's childhood that was omitted for time from the summary. And who should Tim Curry voice in one piece? So we have to make up another badass thing all that right. Odin. Uh, <laughs> Can I just steal uh, something somebody Real tweeted? Brask. Kazuki Odin. <laughs> you have to say Steve. it like uh, that after everyone. Uh, Steve, what, I'm do just, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to just steal something Some responded to me, but uh, this might have been like one of the nights uh, when he abducted women and they uh, uh, they chose to stay, uh, but one of them uh, uh, had his trouser snake tonsled di- deep when uh, Heron Cray Silver's Rayleigh burst into his trailer and punched him <laughs> right in the solar plexus. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, right that's right. That's right. right. No, no, right. no, well. Is that it? Thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, Koki. Oh, okay, okay. No, there's there's yeah. a little more Koki McStork talk. I want to do one. <laughs> do you one go for it, Alex. Can Tim Curry be Odin? <laughs> yeah, sure. When when Kozuki Odin was five and a half years old, he took a bulldozer and took the engine out and said, "Look what I can do!" And he and he plowed seventeen fields by taking that bulldozer and plowing it with his teeth. And by bulldozer. I mean, a, I mean an ox plow because bulldozers don't exist in one piece. <laughs> wow, Alex! Wow. So did he take the heart out of? Did Whoa. he take a heart out of the bowl? Did he just remove organs from? Okay, from he, did. Ed, he did. He did. Disembowel the bowl. All right. Sorry for not getting to everyone's question, but I'm going to finish it off with this. Oh, we uh, didn't even pick a Odin. Curry. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, is Ivankov too <laughs> obvious? Cough, yeah. I can only think of past characters like. Ivankov is the most obvious, but I could uh, I I can't help but think of Enaru because he's escaping to the only place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Spice, uh, spice. spice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I think that uh, I think that he should he should voice uh, uh, Sengoku's pet Gorilla. Okay. What's the last question, Ed? Gorilla. Gorilla. Crazy cow. Last one comes from uh, Donnie T, who says, so now that we're officially in a flashback, who are some One Piece characters you wish got flashbacks? They don't have to be Straw Hats, and they can be as ridiculous as you want. Beppo! (laughs) The the Unlucky is going along that same line there. I mean, the unluckies have been dead for 15 years at this point. I've moved on, but I would love to know how the I would love to know how the vulture. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. they're alive. Uh, and Matt, I just want you know they they are alive. They, what do you mean? I thought I thought Zoro snapped their necks. <laughs> that was Sanji. Uh, Excuse me. Thank you. All right, it's been a long time. Uh, I knew someone snapped their necks. Are no, they no, still alive the, canonically? Yeah, yeah survived. like a literal explosion. Yeah. Where where are they're the, in the cover story? They're in the Baroque yeah. Works cover story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, they. Uh, I'm so happy, you guys. They become snitches. Uh, Hina bribes them, and uh, they. Uh, Odin actually. Yeah. yeah, and they, uh, uh, they, was it, uh, not, uh, who's the otter again? That's, uh, Mr. 13. Mr. He's the one that draws, yeah. Uh, he, uh, oh, no, wait, I don't know. Uh, they draw out all the members of Baroque Works, so that's how they know who to look for when they start hunting them down. So, yeah, they're, uh, this is awesome. This is awesome. I thought, San- I thought, well, at first I thought Zoro murdered them, but then I found out Sanji murdered them, and now I know they're alive. This is the best day ever. All right, we don't need backstories for them anymore, guys. <laughs> uh, well, I vote Kaku, of course, because how did he become little, adorable, boat-loving kid, and then somehow an assassin? <laughs> uh, I more want to backstory. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good one. one. Yeah. Uh, anyone else? Yeah. Hmm. Is that it? All right. Oh, Perona. Uh, per- um, crocodile. Yeah. Oh, crocodile. That's a definite. Oh, one hundred percent. How about this one, dragon? <laughs> yeah. Like a dragon is a shitty teenager and Garp is like a bad dad. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or just any dragon whatsoever. I just want to know why Pearl looks the way he does and without that giant stupid shield on. Like, is he really just like a flat, wide person? Like, what's <laughs> the deal there? And apparently he's from yes, he the jungle. Like, he grew up in a jungle. So is he yeah. like, like, yeah, he's from a, he lived in is a that jungle. From, like the Beaver cards or? Uh, no, like, I think it's actually in that the That was manga. in the manga. 
yeah. wow. He, uh, so, like, was he just, like, swinging from vines when he looks like a, <laughs> like a flattened out piece of gum under, like, the desk? What? And he's, he lived in a jungle. Wait, he lived in a jungle? I missed this. What okay. the fuck? Pearl. Where in the manga Pearl. is that? He just says no. that? Missed the only time Pearl's ever showed up! <laughs> <laughs> Does he just say that? Does he say it? Uh, I, like, hold on. I, no, go, oh, no the other guys say that. Uh, it's Pearl. Like, oh, he oh, lived yeah, in a jungle. Yeah. Right? I, I kind of remember yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. I still... Wow. <laughs> they say Pearl had to go back to his own planet. A jungle. Okay. Because I was about to grab the ball. Okay. I was going okay. Insane, um, but, uh, let's uh, round off the podcast and do some trivia. All right. You know what? Oh, Looking at Pearl... He's got like this gigantic tall torso and like tiny like legs. It looks like he's wearing. Jorts. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I hope. I hope one of these trivia questions. He probably is. <laughs> where Pearl grew up. We're gonna nail that one. <laughs> he grew up in the jungle. Wow. The jungle. Okay. <laughs> This has been the One Piece Podcast, episode 593 for October 27th, 2019. Thank all of you guys for coming on today's episode. Uh, we are starting our Stump OPP trivia this week. We'll be going through the next few weeks uh, as we get through all your questions. There's a lot, so we're not going to be doing many this week, especially since we've been going for a little bit long today. Um, but... Uh, before we round off, uh, I first want to mention to subscribe to us on patreon.com slash one piece podcast. We have a lot of really good episode images this week. Please check all of them out. Maddie worked very hard on them. And we have also, um, I'm going to be posting my episode notes along with that. So you get all that fun stuff there. That's at patreon.com slash one piece podcast. Um, plus OPP Japan, OPP 10, uh, a lot of uh, exclusive audio, including crewing around and a lot more uh, and p on Patreon. Um, how could the good people contact all of you guys out there? Matt, where can people find you? What are you up to these days? I am up to nothing, which is really refreshing and awesome. I have literally nothing to promote except me as a human being that exists in the world. And uh, I'm on Camel Toad on all the things. Great. He's a good yep. human being. Check him out there. Uh <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Maddie, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Oh That's Raspberry, and you can find me on patreon.com slash Maddie's Art Club, where I do postcards and stickers sheets every month. And I also just recently opened my shop with new One Piece pins, so you can find that at maddiesgoods.storeenvy.com. Uh, Sam, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter at Lucky Chainsaw. They can find me on the One Piece podcast every week doing the anime recaps. And they can find me on AnimeNewsNetwork.com doing the daily streaming reviews for One Piece, Black Clover, and now My Hero Academia again. And you can read my review of uh, One Piece Stampede. Uh, Steven, where can people find you? I may be found on Twitter at Translatosaurus, and you can read my work on One Piece and Samurai 8 in both Shonen, on the, the Shonen Jump site or app and Manga Plus, uh, apparently on Friday this week. So, yay. Yeah, apparently. Um, Alex, where can people find you? 
Find me on Twitter and Instagram at dude exclamation all one word. Also, please listen to Toho Yaro, the Japanese film club podcast that I do with Joey and Scott at Toho Yaro, of course, on, on Twitter and um, on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, Steve. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Steve Yerko is my name and my username. Uh, so I'm easy to find. Listen to me on other podcasts like The Deep End with Matt J and Tune Suite with uh, Doctor. And uh, also check me out at Anime NYC. Uh, I know we've talked about it on Twitter. Uh, oh, yeah. We will, we will be doing a panel there and I will have a table there. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm about like 90% convinced I'm going to be there. Uh, life just got weird at the moment. You know, life just, you know, old lady science, she fucks hard. Uh, uh, anime NYC, yay! Do you have a science-related yeah. life problem? Sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we have a panel, by the way, three thirty p.m. at on that Sunday, November seventeenth, at Anime NYC at the Javits Center. Uh, Ed, where could the good people out there contact us? Well, you are Zach underscore Logan on Twitter. I am Edward E One Piece. I'm also at Meme Trailers. You can check out an old weird uh, ad for the Anime Network. Uh, I saw on a DVD uh, if you go there today. Uh, the podcast can be found at onepiecepodcast.com, twitter.com, youtube.com, and facebook.com slash onepiecepodcast. Onepiecepodcast at gmail.com is our email address. Onepiecepodcast is the Skype name. Again, please support us, patreon.com slash onepiecepodcast. You can subscribe on SoundCloud, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, or call us on our phone number, Zach. And that phone number is 347-497-MAJI. MAJI. That phone number again is 347-497-6254. Call anytime. Anytime. Call any time. With your questions, comments, theories, or what you'd like to order on your deep dish, Odin. Um, so uh, we're going to go through. MAJI. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm on, a, <laughs> I'm on a little bit of a delay. Uh, anyway. We have questions from you guys. Uh, we're going to ask some of these today. We'll see how many Ooh. we can get through. Um, it's going to work a little differently than we usually do since the goal for the for our fans was to stump us and is to stump us. So we could all work together. We're not looking anything up. We're going to do this, you know, legit. Um, I'm going to ask you some of these questions. Uh, I, I'm just going to pick these basically at random. So you guys ready? Um, okay. I'm ready. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, How do we so buzz it, in, or we need? Uh, we're um, working together. Yeah, we're working together. So if uh, if you know, you could just say uh, something. You know, I don't know. I can't think of something clever. All right. First question comes from. We're gonna do the first one from White Bear Beppo. Uh, yeah. And he, Sorry. Yeah, just for you. <laughs> uh, Beppo uh, wrote in, and he's very curious about this. Name the five items that have been stuck on Virgo's face throughout the series. Ooh. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, hamburger. That's hamburger. one. Yep. That's one. Spoon. Two. That's two. Uh, was he had like French, a thing French of fries, fries, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. French fries. Yeah. Three. No. Uh, no. What? Wait, no mm-hmm. to the French fries. No to the I French fries. Fries, right? Was no. Wow, we've collectively hallucinated that. Apparently, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, what about fry? maybe maybe we joked about it on the podcast? He might actually. he might have missed it, but yeah, we might have. Yeah. What about uh, 
a piece of paper? No. Yeah, wasn't there like a piece of paper? No. A napkin? Um, you had like no, a mushroom no. at one point? Yeah. Yeah, a mushroom, mushroom. hairdo. Uh, was one of them like a hot dog or like... Uh, Free. Okay, hot dog. Okay. Wait, uh, I thought I thought hot dog, but I I was like, okay. nah. What about like a little piece of like squid, like a tiny squid? That would be funny. No? <laughs> uh, did he have like a whole meat bun, like a manju? Uh, no, I I can't mean? let you guys guess forever, or else that would defeat the purpose of this game, right? Yeah, yeah. you're missing good. two. Oh, I don't. You're know. missing two. Wait, so okay, we have I, hamburger. Spoon. We got a burger, spoon, and hot dog, and we're missing two. And by the way, those are from chapters 672, 675, and 766, respectively. A uh, fork? What about a fork? <laughs> what, just what did he have during yeah. the uh, yeah, Don't just guess. Yeah. So, well, I, was... No. Was there a fish at one point? That's the only other thing I can... No. Just, so have we been stumped on the first question? Yeah, Is that yeah what we're saying? I guess. I mean, I guess people so, shouldn't yeah. be able to a- ask five-part questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then, oh, then you're gonna hate most of these questions. Um, <laughs> oh, no, that's not good. Cool. Name um, every single character in the series. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, we're all well, working together, so it's fine yeah. if they're a little more comprehensive. And I mean. I, I'm sure. I'm okay if they ask multi-part questions. All right, they want like a this. they want a goddamn color color walk. Now just yeah. tell us the answers. Well, no, it's, so I do want to make clear that just if we don't get it, does not mean you automatically win the color walk. But you're essentially in the running for that. <laughs> did walk. Zach did Zach just like pull like the radio guy from Jingle All the Way? <laughs> anyway, like the he's... remaining answers were 764 was an egg, 767 was bread. Um, bread. oh, the bread sounds familiar. French fries actually yeah. French fries did not happen. Mm. Apparently, was it a not. slice I of mean, bread or was it like a full loaf of bread? I don't have that detail. I think it was a bun. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, roll. I'll All be right, honest, do- guys. After the question, I did a little research. Whoever asked the question is missing something. What, what, is, what is he missing? What? Uh, there, uh, he had, he had dango stuck to his face at one point. Oh, yeah, That's I, what I, I thought. Saw I thought that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anime. Is that, is that the anime or the manga? No, it's anime. It's, it's color. It's colored, so it's anime. Yeah. Pretty so sure, this yeah. is manga questions, right? Specifically manga. I'm assuming like, they're yeah. all. Ma- they're supposed to be manga questions because we're talking about specifically Shonen Jump, and it's right, like well, well, let's, let's do the next one. We go for right. the manga. I'm gonna. Right, I'm gonna purposely try. I'm going to purposely try and do some non-multi-part questions for you guys here. So next one comes Johnny. from Thomas. Uh, he says in chapter eight. We get a glimpse of the big top, the ship that the of the buggy pirates. What animal is the figurehead of elephant ship? Elephant. Done. Okay, so that's uh sorry Thomas, you are not that's a, good question. That yes, that's a great question. But, but Yeah, Steve is an elephant for yes, I can yeah. spot him. Yeah. I, I got clairvoyance, I could spot him yeah, from miles guys, away. And I've also seen Stampede like three times in a month. So uh, I've seen that shit plenty of times. (laughs) That's just bad time. Okay. Next one. Um, I like this question a lot. Shift from AP forums has a question in chapter 342. Rob Lucci says his final line as his pigeon. Wait, the pigeon's the evil one. No, um, as his pigeon Hattori before he begins speaking as himself in later chapters. What is Hattori slash Rob Lucci's final line? 
Ooh, I know. I think I think he's talking to Polly, or I know it's like because they're guarding outside the door. God, I don't know what it is specifically. It's <clears throat> something along the lines of like calm down, maybe or something. Tilestone. Anyone here? Polly or Freddie Mercury or I don't know. I want to give other people here a chance. Is uh, anyone here now? It's like calling for help, like telling him to get help or something. Because they were like faking getting. I'll, I'll let you know if it's correct, but none of these. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Stephen. Okay. The answer is coup. Conversation over. Um. All right. So that's yeah. That's Whoa. it. Whoa. It's a very random. That <laughs> is the answer to that question. <laughs> is that a trivia question when you're just like, hey, what was this random line in this random yeah. shoe? Fair. Like, come on. You know, yeah, to be so fair, I'm also... Do you guys yeah, know every line in the series? Because if you do, I'd be feel more sad than I would be impressed. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to brag, but... <laughs> Speaking of... Dude, fourth panel. <laughs> this, this is a question I really like because it's awful and stupid. <laughs> you know what I... You'll see what I mean in a second. Uh, Jacob asks in chapter 957, how many panels does our beloved Pone Goat, Sengoku's pet goat, grace us with his presence? This is a recent chapter. Okay. Uh, this is from two Seven. chapters ago. Four. You can't just all say different numbers. No, no. Each, each, of you gets, each of you gets one guess. I, I was going to say six. Five. And I won't say what's correct three. until the end. I, I'm going to say three. Mine was a number. seven. Ed, do you have a number you want to guess? Um, uh, Maddie? Uh, Matt, did you say one? I got got five locked in, man. Uh, Did anyone, Stephen, did you say one? Uh, I I said said four, but I said at the same time as Ed, so I guess I get a Uh, re-roll. Yeah, you got a (laughs) (laughs) re-roll. What do we win? Do do we win a color walk? (laughs) (laughs) Stephen. I said six. Like, oh, no. Lines. The answer is 11. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, that's a lot of panels. Yeah, he was in a lot. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> just like even realize even. how blessed we were. <laughs> this is a super difficult. This is a super. Oh, no. You know what? I like this question better. Let's do this one. You got any bounty uh, questions? No. <laughs> Shut up. I'm no, really good at this. No. Uh, Joni or Johnny. I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. Anyway. Johnny. Uh, He's not in the U.S. or Canada, so he's not winning a color walk. Uh, But he has a question that I love. In Gadatsu's cover story, he forgets how to do certain things. In particular, there are around six to seven of these things. Can you name any of them? Just just name them. Uh, He doesn't know how to dig. He, uh, like, no, it's it's not that he doesn't know how to dig. Is he doesn't like he realizes he doesn't know how to plant his feet while digging, so he's floating in the air as he's trying to dig. That's a thing. <laughs> Look, I'll take it. No, I, I don't. He forgets I, how to breathe at one point. Yes, that's one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He uh, forgets to open his eyes. I think. Yeah, he's open his eyes. I, does he forget how to chew? Blink, as but yeah, I'll take that. Um. Like, yes. Like yeah. yeah. He forgets to use the mouth to eat and puts okay. food on his cheek. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. <laughs> I remember that's that. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys uh, got three out of seven so far. Yep. How many out of seven? These are all hilarious, which is why I like this question. Uh, How many you got three out of seven. 
uh, three. You got he forgets how to blink, he forgets how to breathe, and he forgets how to eat. Uh, he forgets how to walk. Yeah, he forgets how to stand on the ground, and he stands on the wall. <laughs> I need to reread. I need to reread this story. The, this cover story. Does, does I love Gadasi. Does he forget to like turn the right way to talk to someone or something like that? Or is that in the uh, manga itself? It might be in the manga itself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, do they uh, do they get it unless we can get? Do, yeah. What was the thing? I mean, like, this person's not in the U.S. or Canada, so I would have to send them something else anyway, which I might. But oh, if, unless you guys so could get the last ones, unless you guys could get the last ones. There's only one. You're only missing. I thought it was like, like two he, to three more. Yeah. He he forgot to use like the pick to dig or something like that or the shovel. Uh, that might be one, but I don't have that here. Because he was digging up the, the, last... the hot spring. That's what I remember. The, I remember the last the last uh, panel of the cover story is him forgetting to do something. And it's a close up of this shocked face. But yes, I, remember I remember that, that one. Was. Mm. You, want, you guys want me to tell you the last ones? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he he forgets to use the door to enter the house and instead tries to go through the wall. Um, he for, he forgets <laughs> to use a chair. He forgets how to use a chair and to sit and sits on an opened barrel. Um, that one I remember. And the one that he wasn't too sure about is that he forgets how to bathe. Um, yeah. Because they they okay. are in the hot spring. Um, I'm gonna just do one more here. Um, this is in my opinion. Wow. Uh, okay, that? let's do this one. I, I think there's... Whatever. Uh, we're almost done. Okay. Uh, the last question... Okay, let's do this one. Uh, Wilfredo uh, has a question. <laughs> nah, it's okay. Yeah, what are you doing, buddy? I, what are you doing? Are you going through like I'm a, not doing, like a pork I'm not doing anything. Or? I'm not doing anything this time, I swear. That <laughs> sounds right, suspicious. Well, you seem a less convincing now than you did earlier. <laughs> uh, well, wherever... Wherever that noise is coming from, if somebody could mute, like, while it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're almost done. Uh, Elias, uh, not Elias, sorry, I said Wilfredo. We'll do Elias next time. Uh, it says, in Chapter 510, what are the three supernovas that are attacked by Kizaru? Okay. Oh, that's easy. Uh, Rouge? Uh, Apu? Uh, uh, Ooh, you can't yeah. name all of them. That's uh, come. You guys come to a consensus and then tell me. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Apu, right? Like Apu. Apu like, does run away. Yeah, and he does get shot. Um, Drake. Drake, Drake has to be one of them. It's, it's, and it's. Is it the chapter where Kizu first shows up? Or early? Oh, yeah. Five, five, ten. Whichever chapter that is. So. Oh, uh, uh, I would hold off on Apu. I don't think because I know. I know he fights Hawkins at one point. Yeah, I, I would say it's Hawkins, Rouge and Drake. Drake, or, oh. yeah. Because well, they're right, because Apu comes to their rescue or whatever. Yes. And he so, does what are rap. your final? What are your, what's your final choice here? The three. You want to say Hawkins, yeah. Rouge, and Drake? And Drake, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Final close, answer. close, close. Uh, instead of a Rouge, replace him with Apu. Uh, uh, Rouge, guys, I believe. Me that I was wrong. Rouge gets, um, doesn't he get, I think it was Sentamaru, the Akuma. No, it was uh, one of the pacifistas, I think, kicks his ass. Rouge. Yeah, I think, yeah. Anyway, um, so, so they're we have at the least, contest. yeah, we have four people in the running here already. Uh, only one person did not stump us this week. Uh, 
Let's see if we do better next time on uh, Stump One Piece Podcast, which uh, will be a recurring yeah. segment for probably quite some time. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, who the hell is on next week's podcast? Uh, we have uh, God's Wills returning on uh, our November 3rd podcast to talk about the November 1st manga chapter 961. We'll be back then. Uh, my name is Zach. My name is Ed. My name is Steve. My name is Alex. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Maji. <laughs> That's how you get it. That's how you get it.